Hello and welcome to Quest Me, the Star Wars podcast that takes you on a quest through Legends and New Canon. Of course, my name is Josh. I'm your forever host, friend, and newly crowned Knight Brother. Tonight, joining me, of course, is my friend and resident hero. His name is Justin. How are you doing, sir? I am so good and so excited to do this season. Yeah. New, yeah. yeah heck yeah. Good to have you back. It's oh, been a little bit. Uh, you missed out on Trek Wars, which is fine, but hey. I uh, know. I dropped the ball back. on that one. No, it's fine. You, you just have to get into the next one. And, you know, of course, there's so many other Star Wars things to talk about. So Easily. It's good to have you here for Ahsoka. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we can't do a podcast without the fact checker himself. <laughs> Um, his name is, what is this, Darth Fliprider? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I am no Jedi. Oh, this character. I love it. <laughs> you were a theater geek, weren't you? Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's good to have you here, Phil. As always, uh, Phil was with, what was it, Roe? Yeah, Roe and just Roe, right? Last week for the Ahsoka preview? Yeah, just preview. Ro. Yep. Yeah, yep. When, we were, when we were talking about the Every, trailers. Everything yeah. bleeds together, so. I know. Yeah. I know. Last week we had our preview. This week we are doing our review of Ahsoka episodes one and two. Um, and of course, if you follow QuestMe on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you would know that we have a guest tonight. And I am happy to introduce the new quester. His name is Anthony. He's from the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. How are you, Hello. sir? Hello. I'm fantastic. How are you? I I am great. I'm great. Good. Good. Can you tell? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> you, I, uh, sorry for not putting more effort into my picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone what did else looks happy. Wanted to... You hmm? wanted to deaden the eyes a little oh, bit? Oh, I was trying to look as dead as possible, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, a couple of jobs ago, I, I, I had to, uh, I traveled and I, I did work in uh, sports stadiums. And a lot of times they would need pictures for like little badges while I was there. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was always something different. And that one just stuck. It was just like, let's just look as upset as possible that this is happening. Um, and I've used it ever since for everything. I think I would do a different face every single Oh, you're like a lot of them are like, oh, don't smile. You know, like they would get weird about it. And so I was just like, okay. No, you, you know. just got to do a whole bunch of different takes and then put them all in like a big stack and make a little flip book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is it like yes. the wall in Wayne's world? Wayne. Well, thanks for joining us today, Anthony. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Welcome, welcome. Tell us a little bit about Sci-Fi Wise Guys. What do you guys do over there? We watch and review straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent movies short films tv shows whatever it is uh if it's got moving pictures and people talking usually we'll uh we'll review it so usually straight B to movies. stream though huh? yeah straight to stream it uh wasn't meant to be straight to stream but uh i'm poor and i was like all right <laughs> if i can't find it on netflix we're not going to review it and then that became a shtick yeah hey that makes that sense was, i it worked I out. really like that. So eventually, it just became B movies, and there and there's a lot of B movies on Netflix. Like pretty oh, much yeah. every Netflix original you, is a B movie. You think that, and then you <laughs> could switch to Amazon Prime, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, here no, it you're is. not wrong. I'm sorry, uh, but then Star bad. Wars and Marvel and Star Trek, 
and it goes every, everything shut down and so they all started streaming and i was like this counts so the the quality of what we review week to week varies wildly <laughs> one week it's ahsoka the next week it's bright <laughs> yeah hey bright was it was all right hey this is sam what we're hey this is will wheaton I'm Armin Shimmerman. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Hi, this is Aaron McCarty. Hi, this is Mark Pellegrino. And welcome to the FSF Popcast, your home for the all nerdy, no dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. You can find us on your favorite audio podcast providers and, of course, our YouTube channel. Thanks for joining. Um, like I said last week, we had Ro on from Scarif Podcast to talk about the preview. Go ahead and check that out. If you haven't watched Ahsoka yet, uh, First of all, like leave because this is going to be spoiler heavy. Um, no. And then go listen to our preview and then come back. <laughs> um, also, you can find it on Podcast Land anywhere you listen to podcasts. So that is your warning for spoilers. Now we're going to get on to uh, our first and probably Phil's favorite segment. That's right. It's a bar far away. Phil, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, tonight, I have a new invention uh, that I have named after the uh, Eye of Scion that we see in uh, Episode 2, uh, which in and of itself is named for a Sith Lord from Knights of the Old Republic yes. 2. Uh, so this is the Eye of Scion. <laughs> it's got and a little it eye is... in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is an ounce of uh, Luxardo cherry liqueur. Uh, specifically, I used the uh, Sangue Morlaco uh, because it's um, it's that cherry flavor, but it's actually like a red color where like your classic Luxardo is pretty clear. Huh. Um, so the ounce of that, half ounce of Campari, half ounce of vodka, mm. half ounce of lemon juice, and a half ounce of uh, Demerara syrup. Is this the fanciest drink you've made on this show? This has uh, to be. Sounds about right. I don't know, man. I still have some of that fish gin. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Fish this gin. has got to be the second fanciest <laughs> drink you've ever made. The uh, the quarantini. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. No. Oh, my goodness. No, but uh, this is uh, – it's quite good. It's uh, – a little bitter from the Campari, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's a brown it's, drink, man. <laughs> no, it's it's actually like very like um, it's hard to see the red in mm. that mm. Uh, uh, burgundy. But it's uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but it does look good. I am just um, drinking a good old fashioned Coors Light. You can take the man out of Denver, but you can't take the Denver out of the man. <laughs> oh Lord. Rocky Mountain piss water right there. <laughs> Gotta love it. Absolutely. It's it was a fun one. I came up with it about two hours ago. Nice. I'd I been I I'd been uh, kind of spitballing on the concept of just the combination of Campari and vodka and the uh, Luxardo, hmm. and just figured it needed a little more tart to balance things out. So I uh, kind of did a whiskey sour riff on it it nice. came out pretty good uh but yeah uh for those of you out there listening please drink responsibly all right there we go what? i got my uh i i know <laughs> i just listen covering my ass we just okay <laughs> pg-13 no, right. absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely i nah, just 
I'm drinking first. There'll be a recipe in the show notes. Nice. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah what are you drinking on the over there, Anthony? I'm drinking uh, what I like to call Texas coffee. <laughs> it's my what? own invention, <laughs> no, uh, but it's not nearly as fancy. It has three ingredients. Uh, sometimes four if I'm drunk and I count the glass. Uh, so it's a uh, it's one part Jameson cold brew. Ooh, yeah. That's where the coffee comes in. Yes. And uh, two parts Diet Dr. B, which is a Texas <laughs> delicacy. <laughs> that's that's from that's from Heb, the, the yes. H-E-B. That's yeah. from uh, H-E-B. Wow. Um, wow. You know, it used to be, it used to be uh, Dr. Pepper, like zero, because let's be honest, yeah. it, why are you drinking extra calories in your liquor? You can't taste the difference. Uh, but I think I've already mentioned the poorness, right? There you go. Diet Dr. B, the drink of champions. Oh, yeah. Hey, that awesome. is quite possibly the most Texas thing I've heard this week. Yeah. Which Justin, part? you got anything more Texas than <laughs> All that? Of it. Or? All of it. Uh, no, that, that out, out Texas is me. I got right. tea. <laughs> Texas I mean, tea. That's pretty Texas, tea though. With honey. There you go. From the farms in Larkspur. <laughs> There you go. Excellent. That's you know good. Good for you. Way to way to be the one that's not drinking tonight. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. (laughs) That usually that's gin and tonic earlier. (laughs) I retract all of my statements and I will edit them out in the show. Um. Anyway, so before we get on too far into this episode, I do have a couple corrections to talk about from our predictions because we made a whole episode of predictions and previews and. I will refer back to that every single episode. To How wrong out. were you? <laughs> well, so the, the one correction that I had was I, I needed to apologize to Phil because um, Ezra's lightsaber was left with Sabine, as we saw in episode one. Uh, I went back and watched Rebels that night because I started thinking about it and pondering it. And I was like, you know what? Did he get his lightsaber taken? Because they never show Sabine having the lightsaber. But... Um, he did leave it with her because when he gets captured, the only thing the stormtroopers take is the gun. So my bad. Corrections. All right. Sabine has his lightsaber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. Even if that's the only prediction I'm right about all season. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that we did get right. One prediction we did get right was a crawl. Um, it was a different crawl than we're used to. Um, but it, it was a crawl. And this week, I thought it would be fun to do the opening of these episodes via The Crawl instead of my own personal synopsis. Um, sorry, Justin. I'll write my own synopsis next week for the episodes. But this no, week... No, it's it's fitting. I, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, this it hurts week, my feelings a little bit. I knew it would. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'll make. I'll write a really good one next week just for you. <laughs> this is lady lazy writing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully my other prediction comes true, and then uh, I'll write a really good synopsis for you. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get into this by just I, I'm I'm gonna read the whole crawl. I don't even care what anybody says because I liked this crawl, and I feel like we need to celebrate it. Um, it's back, y'all. It came back, even if it's just for Ahsoka, and it's red, and it's not like in the center and on the side like it's the uh the film logo was in red too it was yes it was weird because the 
the logo, the Star Wars logo on the first episode was in red, and then the second episode was gold. Wasn't the logo red in the last bit of Clone Wars? Yes. Yeah. So it could yeah. be. I, but I, I don't know. See, I, I really dug how it went straight up and vertical rather than up and out. It, it, it sort of yeah. was its own thing. Had different it felt, music. It felt oddly it familiar, but different. Well, it yeah. felt like a 70s sci-fi show or a sci-fi movie instead because it was like on isn't, the side like that. You know what isn't I mean? Isn't Star Wars a 70s sci-fi exactly. movie? Exactly. And oh, that's, yeah. that's a huge part of this episode. Did you guys notice the amount of nostalgic callbacks that they had in this in this episode alone it was like it was like Floney and company were like hey come hey come back hey look we're gonna throw all these little fun easter eggs at you just just come back please and well, they, i mean it was a second a second uh series of rebels you gotta admit like you're going around sabine's office and then or room and then you see all the helmets in the corners everyone sort of geeked out i know i did yeah and and you're right. I mean, fifth fifth season of Rebels or second series, whatever, however it is, but it's definitely the a continuation of Rebels. Um, the first nostalgic thing is the crawl. Uh, the second nostalgic thing is the the ship right after the crawl that comes overhead, and it was very reminiscent of A New Hope, right? And then the next thing we get is two Jedi flying onto a ship to do negotiations. Sound familiar? Hey, look, there's episode one. (laughs) Right down to their, like, exit coming off of the ramp and being filmed from behind so you just see the hoods. Exactly, dude. Like, so much callback, so many callbacks in just the first ten minutes alone. Um, I do want to read this this crawl really quick. It's not very long, so. uh, The evil galactic empire has failed and a new republic has risen to take its place. However, sinister agents are already at work to undermine the fragile peace. A plot is underway to find the lost Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn and bring him out of exile. Once presumed dead, rumors are spreading on Thrawn's return, which would galvanize the Imperial remnants and start another war. Former Jedi Knight Ahsoka Tano captured one of Thrawn's allies and learned of a secret map which is vital to the enemy's plan. Ahsoka now searches for the map as her prisoner. Morgan Elsbeth is transported to the New Republic for trial. And I feel like that's a really good way to catch everyone up. Maybe people that haven't that watched Clone Wars and didn't watch Mandalorian or Rebels, because um, I'm sure there's people out there like that, right? <laughs> it's hard to believe there's people out there like that. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing that 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 it's crawl doesn't do, and in the episodes don't do a fantastic job of, is like for someone who's never watched Rebels or someone for someone who doesn't know who Thrawn is, why is it a big deal? Like how bad is this guy? Is he another Sith Lord? Is he just some dude? We don't know. And I, so I think like they don't, I feel like they don't get across how big of a deal Thrawn is to somebody who doesn't already know who he is. Yeah. Why, why do we care that some random grand admiral shows up? We killed the rest of them. So it's, you know, I think they'll make, make sure you know he's a big deal by the end of episode oh. three or four. I'm like, sure they will. He will do yeah. something overly dramatic to... They got to explain his accomplishments, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I'll I mean, get right into it. I yeah. think he's going to kill Sabine. 
I think he's gonna straight up murder Sabine, and that's and that's like gonna be his big or the, yeah, that's the gonna be like his big call to showing how like how ruthless he is. May, yeah, or some maybe not Sabine, but somebody, right? And I only think Sabine because if you look at here's some more callbacks um, mm-hmm. with Rebels with Kane and Jarrus cutting his hair, and Sabine cutting her hair. Like Kanan did the same thing right before he went off to die. So is Sabine doing the exact same thing to go off and die? Like is this is this Filoni like being like, Oh, you all thought this was a Rebels series. Oh no, this is literally an Ahsoka series. Is like is he gonna kill some people off from the Rebels crew? No, you're overreading. It's like a, a samurai <laughs> ritual of chopping their hair and starting a new chapter oh. in life. I thought it was just fitting their head in the helmet, but that works too. <laughs> also a good point. Yeah. I was just Practical. like, that's the, how do you get the hair in the helmet? Oh, okay. Uh, Perfect. Uh, spider punk. Yeah, I guess. It sounds like a lot of work and upkeep. Way easier just to cut the hair, but. Um, so I'm, I got way, way too far ahead there. I am sorry. But I do think <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to do something dramatic to introduce people to his ruthlessness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yes, but, it, but I think they could show us that in flashback. That could be too. Uh, with yeah, or they could just at the end they, when someone goes, "Hey, are you going to show us anything about Thrawn?" They can go, "Yeah, we we did. It's called Rebels." <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Ouch. Ooh. And then Disney Plus pulled it from streaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I. I, I could agree with that, that he's not very, like, you know, the first two episodes are of the the witches, basically. The Morgan and the two Jedi, and kind of how they're trying to find this big, bad thing, you know? Right. Um, and they seem more, form, more formidable than some Imperial Grand Admiral. Like, I feel yeah. like a Jedi could take a Grand Admiral any day, right? I mean, yeah. But then again, and I, 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 so I full, full admittance. Uh, I saw two episodes of Rebels uh, <laughs> when it aired. I haven't seen anything else. <laughs> strike uh, one. Sorry, strike one. <laughs> uh, I know who Thrawn is because I, I was a nerd in the nineties, and you I read, the read books? some books. See? Uh, See? Do we yeah. erase the strike, or do I still have it? Yeah, that strike's gone now. You're good. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but so I watched this. I, I watched. I, I it was so close. I looked up like. I was like, okay, I have enough time to watch all of Rebels. It's not that long. And then I didn't start it. And then I was like, okay, show me some, where, where are my skippable episodes? <laughs> so I looked up <laughs> skippable episodes, which I've never done. And, and then um, and then I realized I'd never watched season seven of Rebels or of uh, Clone Wars. And I was like, oh, wow. So I went back and did that, uh, which I'm so glad I did, especially that last third. Holy crud. Mm. Um, so the, I watched this with... Um, with my significant other who she's never seen. She's seen like two episodes of Clone Wars, nothing else, right? And she's seen all of the Mandalorian, all the live action stuff that's more recent. And that was her whole thing. She's like, they're doing this. This is really cool. Why do I care about, like I get that Thrawn killed Ezra. Like she gets that. But what are these these people? So I'm, uh, and that's kind of where I'm kind of parroting her a little bit when I say, oh, some people who don't know who this is. Um, sure. I mean, even me, like, I, I have no coming into this with zero emotional attachment to anyone but Ahsoka, really. Um, 
I didn't mind it, but I do I do admit that having not seen any of the new media with Thrawn in it, like there's nothing to show me. And and as much as we want this to be Rebels season five, maybe, and we're <laughs> gonna call it that. And I see the name of the, the video <laughs> as we're going. Um, it's called Ahsoka, and people like you got to get people on board, right? Yeah, you know, like it, it that's, to harken to another Disney product you shouldn't have to watch iron man to watch the first captain america or whatever like you like it, it's got to be a new it's got to be an entry you got to be able to come in at the ground level and i don't know if this hits enough marks to to do that maybe it will eventually maybe you stick with it another episode or two but i figured that's i thought that's why they were doing two episodes because they were like let's catch you up let's get you going mm-hmm. and then let's mm-hmm. let's punch it and they didn't do that they just kind of punched and just went uh which for you guys and for half of me fantastic <laughs> right uh but for people coming from mandalorian or book of boba fett <clears throat> maybe they you know that's a sore subject for I some didn't, reason I don't, you know, I, what what is a sore subject who said what it's the book of Bo- book i don't of boba know fett. i don't know what you're talking about um <laughs> it you know it's just it maybe it takes a little bit more maybe it just takes a little bit more so <laughs> that being no, said, no i i totally see what you're saying um and yeah. and for the person that didn't ever watch Rebels, this would make no sense. If you only watched Mandalorian, then mm-hmm. or if you didn't watch any of the cartoons, then you don't give two shits about Ahsoka because she was only in Clone Wars and Rebels. And I totally get that. But I think this particular series is made for the fans, like those diehard f- pissy fanboys that wanted Thrawn from the beginning and loved Clone Wars after season two because stupid ahsoka grew up finally like that's i feel like that's kind of what they're aiming towards here and i get it that like the newer people might not be okay with that but you can look at it like well the newer people had mandalorian and that was a completely new character that had sprinkles of you know clone wars and rebels with bo katan and those Mm -hmm. old stories um but ahsoka showed up in mandalorian just briefly briefly but that's that's the definition of a backdoor pilot is to have a character who shows up briefly for an episode or two and then gets their own series um yeah so i don't know i'm not disagreeing i just think it's more gray than than anything i think even that backdoor intro was still a hey fans we're still here remember her And then now it's now it's just full blown. Like, look, they gave us a crawl at the beginning. Look at all the people yeah. that jizz themselves because of a crawl. Do you like? Do you think that they're not allowed to do crawl? Do you think that's why it's like red and different? Is because they weren't allowed to do a crawl, and this is their way of like, or like the crawls no. are only for movies. I, I don't know. No, why. I think I think they keep it sacred to the saga movies. Okay. Yeah, and like, I mean those but they didn't do a crawl for solo or for rogue one i guess they did rogue one was the crawl yeah rogue yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) i will say that reading that crawl was like i wish i'm gonna open up a can of worms i'm sorry yeah hey ro before you open up a can of worms hey ro oh it's ro Ro. uh my my favorite star wars fan so far sorry guys um (laughs) like reading that reading that uh crawl i was like this is what i wanted for a sequel trilogy. This is like this is like half of the crawl that I wanted for a sequel trilogy. This is fantastic. <laughs> and then everything yeah. after that was nothing like what I wanted for a sequel trilogy. Because I, I don't know, having not watched most of Rebels, uh, right. okay. But uh, but yeah, fantastic opening, right? Ahsoka, Thrawn. It was just like it was it was enticing me as a as an old school fan. 
quite a bit. And I do, I feel like a lot of this first episode is just all about exposition, right? Like it's, we get, we basically get introduced to everyone that's in the show for the most part. Of course, there's going to be other characters, Ezra. I'm sure Zeb will show up. I'm sure Rex will be here at I'm, some point. I'm still pretty sure that Zeb's not going to show up till the end. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, but he'll still show up at some point. He costs a lot yeah, of money. Those effects yeah. for Zeb cost a lot of money. So exactly. I don't. It'll be like a saving if, grace last minute. Here he yeah, comes. He'll definitely. He'll be in the movie for sure. <laughs> but um, that'll be like that Avengers style. You know, everyone's and teaming will up. Still to, refer to him by his whatever. full name. Yeah, and who knows, dude. Maybe maybe we'll see Hera get killed. That's because my vote. because we have you know Hera was the one that kind of got Sabine and Ahsoka back together. She was the one that talked to Sabine and said, "Hey, it's okay. You should you should go work with her." And then, "Hey, Ahsoka, no, it's okay. You should take her as your Padawan." Again. I could see this on, under one circumstance that they don't introduce Jason. That's the whole reason they would do it, though. Nah, they're they're not gonna just orphan the kid. Why not? Everyone else in Star Wars is an orphan. Too many orphans (laughs) in Star Wars. Well, now we get to see someone get orphaned. We don't just. (laughs) I'm. You're right. You're right. Wait, who's Jason? I'm not following. Hera and Caden's son. Oh, okay. I forgot they had one. Yeah. Well, let's just flip that one around then. Thrawn will just kill Jason instead. Womp womp. <laughs> um, no, I, I, but again, back to the, the whole exposition thing. You got the two new Jedi. Yeah. Jedi. Yep. Quote unquote Jedi. We get, Dark we get, Jedi. we pick back up, we pick back up with Morgan, Morgan. for the first time after her appearance, uh, yep. after uh, Mando fought her and took the Beskar spear from her. Yep. It, it was so hard for me to, it was hard for me to recognize to remember her. her. Yeah. Oh, it's because it's been like three years since the last time we saw her. Well, she was all raggedy in this one too. She wasn't all in her like pristine leader clothes or whatever. But speaking so, of which, but we, I still can't believe that she's a night sister. She's got to be uh, like a oh, mix, right? No way! Nah. Did you see the green magic she was using? Come on, night sister all the way. Where's her like tattoos and her face paint? On her face, she has a little tattoo on the hairline. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, don't be, don't judge people that's based on their tattoos. Need. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023. Called out, Justin. What say you? Uh, I say nay. <laughs> I mean, you know why? You know why Darth Maul hasn't shown back up, right? You know how hard it is to get a job with full facial tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sith Lord, Galactic Trucker. There's no one between. <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, the the yeah the... no, that was that was good though. Getting to bring her back and just be like, hey, um, I told you that this wasn't gonna work for you, right? And now I'm out. And I kind of wonder too, so. like, because when you when we first see Morgan, she's like, "You're a man of your word," and he Balin's like, "I'm paid really well." Does she just pay him to? She's like, "Hey, if I ever get kidnapped, come, come bust me out." So I think you just read this it scene. seems that yeah. way. So at is least for now. So is he a mercenary then? Is that what this Jedi is? Is a mercenary? Maybe Jedi that seems player? that way. He's got everyone's huh. got to make their dollar. Yeah, I guess. 
I guess I mean, that would make sense for you, him to have like no spaceship fuel's expensive, man. <laughs> if he has no direction or no purpose, then I guess mercenary is probably the best best way to do it. If you if you combine that scene with the scene in the second episode, sorry if I'm skipping forward, where they're arresting all of the uh, I don't know the imperial sympathists on Corellia, mm-hmm. and it's like oh they're not they don't care about the empire they're just greedy. That's mm-hmm. that's a line in the first episode and a line in the second episode about greed and money and uh, capitalism way over there, which ties yeah. us directly into you know the last Jedi. For better, for worse. If we're looking for references. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It is what it is. Mm. And maybe a bit of um maybe a bit of Andor actually, with the scenes with Mon yeah. and all that. A, a better reference. Oh yeah. A better reference. Yeah. Well, there's another a more re- recent one. Yeah. The reference to Rogue One in this as well. You see the blue squadron ships on the mm-hmm. on the deck of that. Uh, prison carrier, and then also the swivelly chair that the uh, the guy, what is it, Akbar's cousin or whatever, uses. Um, it's the same swivelly chair, I swear. It is. It is. I mean, it I looks mean, like off, an office chair is an office chair, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you got to keep in mind how many of the New Republic ships were built on Mon Cal. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad, my bad. It, yeah, it's not weird to anyone that they I mean, don't. We just... even actually see Home One again in this. I was just gonna say, and that's a reference to Jedi right there, Return of the Jedi, yep. Home One. Yep. Yeah. Um, we saw ship. some X-wing squadron flying around. Yep. That, you know that yeah. was. I loved that shot of uh, Ahsoka's ship coming in and the X-wings going out. It's just like seeing traffic cross. Yeah. It's such a mundane thing, yeah. But seeing it happen in Star Wars, where it's not like all the ships going in the same direction, it's just like, oh, that's nice, right? It was just kind of like a, a leisurely area for people to yeah. hang out. Great um, traffic control. Cool. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought that same thing when Ahsoka just pops up out of <laughs> like hyperspace, like, oh, jeez, really cutting it close there. That's a Hondo move right there. That's a reference to Hondo. Hanging out underneath <laughs> the hyperspace lanes, trying to. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if we're on the topic of references, though, how about that probe droid that Shin uses on Lothal? That is just literally a mini version of Darth Maul's probe droid from Episode yeah. One. Yeah, that, Makes... but it's shinier. Well, things technology gets smaller as we move forward. This is the Makes future. Sense. Yeah, everything is chrome. That should be one of the topic of conversation if Rose still in the chat because he's always complaining about how everything looks so nice and shiny in these new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. compared to it does lose a little bit of the used future look of the original films. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like That's this fair. now now that he said that and I've paid attention to that, I'm like shit, he's right. Because this episode kind of fell in that same category. I mean, Sabine was wearing like an old raggedy jacket and like looks like the same clothes she'd been wearing since Rebels season four. But like other than that, everyone else had pretty nice clothes and everything was freshly pressed. I mean, that captain in the captain's chair. Think about Akbar and his captain's chair back in Jedi and he was all dirty and messed up. Well, there's a difference between a ragtag group of rebels and a... (laughs) <laughs> actual military stood up by a republic. I don't right? know, man. Even yeah. if I was a sure. ragtag rebel, I would still want to make sure I look good. Especially if you're the admiral, right? What about yeah, the green armor at the end of the second one? Now it's like fresh and 
well, she kept it polished, polished. polished so that it, it is, would stay in good condition and then put away. It is Mandalorian armor. They got to take no care carbon of it. scoring. No, easy enough no, to clean. Not, not best guy, dude. Time. I, <laughs> yeah, having not seen most of Rebels, I'll, I'll ask this question: Like her armor seemed um, Small. sparse. Oh, <laughs> like what? What did you say? Small, gotcha. small. like uh, yeah, small like, pieces. Yeah, they're small pieces. But I mean, she's a small person. But I mean, it didn't seem to cover as much as like what we see with the the Mandalorians and more recent live action. Is that is that that might have to be due I, to different houses? Be due to, yeah, oh, sure. Houses. Do, oh, like, I'm in universe that that makes sense. Like she ha- obviously hasn't worn it in a long time. She could have got it very young, um, and it mm-hmm. wasn't complete. But I just didn't know if that matched what her look in Rebels. It it was kind of yeah yeah. Okay. It's a slightly different like chest piece and stuff than you sure. see like Mando or Boba wear. Yeah. Well, I was thinking uh, of the other a lot of the other mm-hmm. a lot of the other members of uh, of uh, the covert. I'm from Mando. I'm imagining that like the, the people like the follow Bo-Katan in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. they're warriors, they're soldiers and and Sabine obviously being on the run at the you know in Rebels and whatnot is not a trained soul. She's a Mandalorian, so she has some innate, like she has some training, but it's not like a full blown thing. So it's a little, it's different. It's a different take. Um, I, I like. She's like it. a, she's like a rogue Mandalorian, like nice. a rogue Mandalorian Jedi that has <laughs> half training in each, but doesn't That's... never finished anything. She's like me, never there finished anything. Just never finishes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's really that's really really cool. As like just just looking at it from the perspective of the live action television universe that they're building uh yeah. very early on they talk about you know uh the mando whose name i've never learned learns that ben oh sure that uh <laughs> the jedi were an, an, an adversary to the mandalore and you're you're taking this jedi who was one of our enemies but he helped you so you're gonna take him back to his people like that whole bit from season one and then you get to this where you have somebody who's got their feet in both worlds Makes her much more interesting character than than really anyone else uh, that was introduced, like kind of fresh, fresh for the live action, anyways. Uh, in these in this two parter. So just looking at the armor, just doing side by side comparison shots. Um, I think the big thing is just that she wears like smaller pauldrons, like her shoulder mm, pieces mm. are smaller, but like everything else, like the the. Um, breastplate and everything else uh is almost identical in size and structure to the one that like Bo-Katan wore okay uh in Mandalorian I felt like she was missing mm. like the, the upper arms and things like that well and so there those aren't like usually um Beskar plated those are usually just like the the jumpsuit oh, kind of thing that okay. they're wearing underneath and it's I think it's just like a color contrast thing that right. you see i like her uh, armor with, for sure yeah it looks yeah. awesome like the color scheme yeah. and everything is very unique it's well, it very she's, her, for sure she's a she's a graffiti artist she, yeah. she does the bright colors she does the shout out to awesome. shauna Trippic for for her amazing costume design yeah, oh, yeah seriously she did an amazing job with all the costumes with this mm-hmm. this whole show um including very eastern you know, Ahsoka heavy and yeah, yeah. And, and then i really loved uh the governor of lothal's robes who oh is man and getting to, see, getting to talk about clancy brown. By, yeah, dude, <laughs> clancy. clancy brown man like how awesome so like glad I, he's back so 
I was waiting all day Tuesday for this to come out. I was just pacing back and forth in my house. The kids over here, just like, what are you, are you okay? And like, finally Ahsoka comes on and I'm sitting like, you know, cross-legged right up against the TV, like got a juice box in hand and <laughs> Clancy Brown comes on and I look back at my girlfriend and I'm like, it's really him. <laughs> I was so excited because they keep doing this thing that they bring in the voice actors to play their live action counterpart. And it well, they gives look me like hope. Them. It gives me hope that we're going to see Ashley Eckstein at some point in time. I would love for her. To it'll happen. Video. It'll happen in the flashback. And that's what I've, I've seen been wanting. It would be great. Same. I, I have been hoping for that since we saw Rosario Dawson first show up as Ahsoka. Yeah. God, speaking of Lothal, how about that city? Like, again, another thing coming from Rebels to live action. Rebels is like my, one of my favorite Star Wars properties. I would say probably two or three favorite below one of the movies, which would probably be Return of the Jedi. But, like, Rebels is definitely up there in my favorites. And so, like I said, I wouldn't watch the whole season or the whole series again this last month um, to prepare for it. And just seeing all these different things from Rebels, is it makes me so excited. Um, but there were a lot of complaints about some of the graphics and the special effects and things like that. Um, do did you guys see any of those issues? See, I'm I'm a little biased because, like I said, I look at that and my eyes glow and I'm just happy as a clam, and I don't really look at it that way. Going back through, I saw some places where I could see people might be like, "Oh, this isn't as polished as it could be." Where, where, where? The overhead shots when Ahsoka's in the temple, like as the the droids are coming in. Uh, at the beginning of the first episode before Hugh Yang swoops in and picks her up. Mm. Um, there's, there's, it, it, it definitely loses a lot of some of the, um, kind of weight. Uh, the set feels like it kind of loses some of the weight in that particular shot. Um, the other thing I was thinking of is the, um, uh, little, uh, uh, speeder ride, through the ship factory when they're oh. having when when Hera when when Hera and Ahsoka are talking kind of looks like, like okay an, a version of it, episode of Seinfeld with the car like kind of looks like yeah, you can tell it's yeah, a screen it, in the background it, it looks it, it looks i mean the the blending there wasn't as polished as it could have been um to make you know again it just feels kind of like a, a, a digital version of hey we've got a matte painting here in the background and we've got our actors in the foreground hmm. and you're going to know that it's a matte painting yeah um it, it did lose some of that cohesion in places but it wasn't anything that you know really took me out of the show at any point yeah it it's odd like i think it's combined when you combine the some of the rough edges mm -hmm. with the I, I i'm very much in the camp of this looks way too clean most of the time there's some <laughs> some places it's, it's obviously fantastic but a lot of times i feel like it just doesn't like you said doesn't look used it, does, they, mm -hmm. it looks like they gave somebody a costume and then they went out and it was clean and um i'm gonna commit a cardinal sin in three seconds uh-oh 
Thank you. Uh, in the in new Star Trek. Oh, strike one. Strike one. I was I waiting kid, for you. I, I gave you that. We're we're uh, we're a double podcast well, over here. We're what's the what's the correct word? Uh, bi sexual? Is that what it is? <laughs> Five star, star, it's star sexual. Five star sexual, because yeah, uh, no, but like in in newer straight to stream, like like when I compare newer straight to stream Star Trek, which is on Paramount Plus, <laughs> right? Like, let's just that's the shittiest app you could watch something in. Hey, they got Beavis and Butthead, dude. They do all right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Two shows. The app itself sucks. Um, you. Like it looks, it looks better. It just look like I'm, I'm. I watched that week to week. Like I watched Strange New Worlds or whatever recently. That that just recently ended, right? Uh, this it, it it looks good. Every scene looks extremely well polished, very purposeful. They're using the same type of like giant screen backgrounds, but it's harder to notice. And then I watch Ahsoka or I wa- watch Book of Boba Fett or uh, Mandalorian <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, I, I know this technology is the same. Like, is it a money? Is it a budget issue? Maybe Paramount's bleeding money into Star Trek and it looks great, but it's not sustainable. Like, and maybe this, the Star Wars and, and really, and to an extent, the Marvel stuff too. Uh, I'm just like, it just doesn't look, it's just not quite there. It's like, it's 90%. And, I, and I'm just looking for that, that little extra polish quite frankly, I expect from the big mouse, like it's yeah. freaking Disney. What do you no, mean? I can say like, what do you mean? Like, like you mentioned Seinfeld, the Seinfeld look like, yeah. <laughs> why do, why does that even come up? What are we talking about? What am I spending $12? Like it keeps going up in price. I don't know how much it is. Yeah, it how much is my buddy who's paying for my Disney plus <laughs> spending a month <laughs> for me to recognize that the background and the actors are in two different places. And then you have oh, Andor, hilarious. where they go on site, and you're like, "Whoa, there it is! This is amazing! This this looks amazing!" And so I know they can do it. I, I I don't know. It could be a timing issue. It could be the actors are maybe getting more money because they there's a lot of bigger name actors. Um, it, it could be budget. It could be a lot of things. So I, I don't a hundred percent fault them. I've come from a podcast where we re rate B movies, so I know <laughs> like I can recognize budget a lot. You could tell when Mm -hmm. someone's stretching it and it feels like they're stretching it which is weird because it's star wars man (laughs) it looks like chris over here says that he's paying for your paramount look well i I said my friend i meant my co-host uh he also chris pointing out uh aren't the paintings an homage to the original trilogy's background paintings uh nothing against matte paintings i absolutely adore the work that matte painters do and I think they're phenomenal. Um, this particular shot did just feel like they weren't trying as hard to. Uh, yeah. it, the The Seinfeld comparison's good. Any like '90s sitcom where the characters are driving around New York, uh, it's like okay, yeah, I'm sitting in a car and someone is moving a sc- is playing a you know projection on a screen behind me. Most um, most things that doesn't I, it matter. Can be, it can be done better. It it still uh, tells the story, and like in those old yeah. sitcoms, and even in newer things on television that I see that do that, I'm like, that's whatever. It's telling a story. Yeah. I know it's fake, but yeah. I guess I guess as a Star Wars fan, I I, I expect more. Yeah. Take no, take you. my twelve. Take Chris's twelve dollars <laughs> and put it towards it. That's all I'm saying. 
but it doesn't detract. It's just odd at this point, especially after what after all the success they've had of Mandalorian and and Andor and that other show, and and just for it to be kind of a consistent complaint, I think people have had, and oh, and even Obi Wan. That's see, I'll throw in a different one this time. Yeah, I don't think the general fan will notice these nuances that you guys are complaining no? about. Justin's like, I have Maybe no idea not. what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going into such such detail about little things. And I'm like, all right, either way, it's, it's a great show. It's a great shot. It, it is a good show. I'm through. sorry. It doesn't detract from the storytelling. No, no, the, it's the just are. coming, yeah. coming no, that's, from. But that's yeah. the whole point of asking that is because there there are differences that I've noticed, especially going from series to series. Mandalorian has all the money. Um Ahsoka has some money, but I think Bob Iger actually came out, and all, I shouldn't even mention his name during the strike right now, um, which I support fully. Even though we are promoting a show that is going on during the strike, we do support the strikes. We are allowed as podcasters to still podcast, um, but we do still support the strike. Um, that being said, the head of Disney um, did mention at one point that they are going to start pulling back and focusing more on the properties that work. So I think Disney is finally realizing, oh, maybe we are spreading ourselves a little too thin. Maybe these, you know, these 30 something year old podcasters are actually onto something. And like the millions of fans that come out and say the exact same thing of like, it could be better, you know, You mean that that Willow money could have been put into Ahsoka? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) Look, I never watched Willow, so yeah. I I could say, yeah, let's throw that Willow money back. Uh, I was was willing to take another strike on that one. (laughs) No, I mean, you're good. I never watched it. (laughs) I tried. I tried. I absolutely adore Warwick Davis. Oh, of course. Uh, Did you watch Willow, though? amazing. Uh, no, because <laughs> of time constraints, not because of a lack well, of interest. Well, if you're no. if you're interested, shameless plug. We watched yeah. the first episode of Willow and talked about it on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Find us anywhere in the podcast universe. Uh, I had never actually seen Willow, the original movie. Oh. And then after that, I watched the movie and was like, "Wow, they butchered this so <laughs> bad. This movie is amazing. I can't believe I did this to myself." Uh, anyway, sorry, Star yeah. Wars. Yes. Quest yeah, me. Yeah. It's all good. Quest me. It's all good. No, but that yeah. that that makes all the sense in the world. And I could agree that hopefully moving forward they're gonna we're gonna see a little bit more of this stuff being ramped up. You know what I mean? They're, so, they're gonna uh, focus on the properties that mon- that matter. So can we can we talk about another absolute sci fi legend Are we talking about showing up in this? Hu Yang. Hu Yang Ooh. Uh David Tennant. David King Tennant. He's, he's got to be Doctor Hu Yang, right? Like that's what Dr. we got to refer to him as. Professor. Ooh, Professor Hu Yang. Professor Hu Yang. Oh, Very good. clever. <laughs> no, I, I it, it made me so happy that they got him back. And I, I, I mean, he's been he'd been busy. He was doing more Doctor Who stuff. Uh, for those of you who are not caught up on Doctor Who, shame on you. That's me. Uh, I had first no off. idea. Never watched it. Uh, <laughs> uh, strike one. Never. <laughs> uh, I get kicked off my own podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I got a podcast idea, you guys. We're going to go back to William Hartnell and make Josh watch all of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
is my nightmare. <laughs> no, but I, I just I love Tennant as a as an actor, uh, as a voice actor. He's he's fantastic, and he having him come back uh, as Hu Yang after the the brief bit that he did back in uh, Clone Wars is just fun. Yeah, and you know I questioned him at first, like when when he first showed up in the trailer, I was like, why is he why of all people coming back but there was a reason for it and that was so he could decipher the lightsabers which i thought was a really cool little like here we go a callback to clone wars here's right? a callback mm. of a nice and nice for him to get to analyze uh balen and just be like oh okay i know this guy yeah exactly did you guys um, feel like it was too much of a reach though what honestly like yeah them trying I mean, to connect like oh here's a robot who just knows the uh every single lightsaber of every single jedi he's the one that took all the jedi children to the temples in order to help them build their lightsabers so of course he kept a record of every single jedi's lightsaber. he uh, didn't even guy. have to keep a record he just remembers he's a computer like he doesn't have to right. deliberately do it he's just like yeah i remember yeah, and that's why it makes sense, Justin. I was in the same boat where I was like, "Why is he even here? This doesn't make any sense." But then once he deciphers that lightsaber, it's like, "Oh, holy shit!" I thought he was just a, a new addition. No, no, he's from Clone Wars. It makes a night. Yeah, I know he's he's a, a returning character, mm-hmm. um, voiced by David Tennant back then. Too. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Tennant returned as the characters. So that was great fun. Um. But he's also got the potential to help kind of reforge this um, apprentice gap. Oh, <laughs> uh, to to help with the gap wow. with uh, Ahsoka and Sabine, if they're trying to kind of rekindle their uh, master and Padawan relationship, it, it needs some historical precedent it needs some background you know there needs to be someone other than ahsoka to talk to sabine about the jedi well and see now now hera and hu yang have gotten them back together so now one of those two characters needs to die in order for them to have something to avenge right because we're going into avengers mode (laughs) i don't think joss whedon is involved so i don't i think we're mostly safe oh right Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hope he's not involved. Yeah. yeah but I, I mean, be. are we? Where, Luke Skywalker's around, right? He's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. This he's is show up. this is this is happening concurrently with season three of Mandalorian. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's he's there trying to rebuild the temple. If somebody's mm-hmm. taking a Padawan along and they're trying to get some advice on how to train somebody, it's the only other person in the galaxy that's training Jedi. Luke goddamn Skywalker mm-hmm. right over there. And I didn't even mean that. I just, I needed to reference back to our conversation. Josh. <laughs> yeah. it, like if he doesn't show up, I'll be ups- like, he's the character I want to show up more often and I don't stop think he's the face show up stuff. Here. I just want some, I just recast him, do something. I just want, I want Luke Skywalker. Like the, the eight year old in me wants Luke Skywalker real bad. <laughs> Trust me, me too. Just do it. Um, say they'll give the, the de-aging CG. <sighs> yeah. And I really doubt if he shows up in this season, it'll be at the very end. But I doubt he'll be featured much in any of the series anymore. But I can no, almost you don't think guarantee I, he's not a that focus he'll show up in the movie. Anymore. 
You don't, and and I don't think he needs to be. I think the Skywalkers had their their moment in the sun. Yeah, and he could show up in the movie maybe to help yeah. out with yeah. with the battle I mean, of Thrawn or whatever. But just have uh, Luke Skywalker as a Deus Ex Machina in your pocket. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I all. I don't you, want it you got him. You got Lando. You could even have Donald Glover show up at some point as Lando. Mm-hmm. Like you could. You could have oh. so many different cameos, like Alden Eirik or whatever could show up as Han Solo. Like you could do any of those different cameos <sighs> at any point in time. You could, but you can't afford Donald Glover. I've seen the costuming. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I actually, I the, if Luke Skywalker does sh- show up in the show, I actually wouldn't mind a flashback. I mean, we Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker have to have like, obviously, like when we see them together in Mandalorian, they already know each other. So mm-hmm. that story hasn't been told yet, and that yeah. and a flashback to to that or something similar w- could be a way to bring him in without bringing him in. If that makes sense. So, do you think? Do you think, think that Ahsoka reached out to him when she was starting to consider training Sabine? I mean, how would he know about her? I mean, I don't know. Who I think she reached out who. to Anakin, dude. Come on, be real. Yeah. It's Anakin. It's not it's Luke. It. He wouldn't reach out. She wouldn't reach out to pussy ass luke she would reach out to anakin his dad <laughs> see i got the feeling Her trainer that, i got the feeling that uh ahsoka and luke meeting in mandalorian season three was the for the first time and it was because of anakin like it had to have been where they actually like first meet in person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, and okay yeah. so looking back i want to think about this so it was in season two um that ahsoka and Mando met up and it was season two episode seven or something that Ahsoka captured the magistrate so then looking ahead season three of Mandalorian was about they said five years after season two I think because or no two years because Grogu was with Luke Skywalker for two two three years yeah and so so they're gonna fill in the gaps between Mandalorian season two and three, and there's years to fill in there before Mandalorian yep. even comes back. Sure. And so there's a possibility that we'll get two seasons of Ahsoka before we even get the next season of Mandalorian. Sure. I mean, do huh. you, you don't think you don't think Mando, uh, the unnamed, will show up and like. At the, like, I'm not saying like show up and have his own episode or be pivotal in anything, but hey, we need everybody's help. You don't think he just shows up and has a cameo in the last episode fighting? That, that's reserved no. for the movie, man. You think that's, so? That's when it's, they're gonna do an Avengers. That's, that's the up. whole crossover. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I think we'll get more of the crew of the Ghost sure. by the by the end of by the end of the of of Ahsoka, but I don't think we'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I'm. I'm fairly certain we won't see like even Zeb, who we saw in Mando. I don't think we'll see him show up in Ahsoka until the very end when they're getting the whole band back together. We, we might see Bo-Katan though, because that's she, a possibility. She seemed yeah. to be pretty close with Ahsoka, and and seeing her interact with Sabine would be kind of fascinating. Yeah, yeah they were point. homies, weren't they? Yeah, kinda. Not really. Um. No, I mean they were only homies because Sabine killed uh, whatever that guy's name is, Rax or whatever. What was his name? He was from. Uh, he was like the general of the Empire. On... Smith. Alice. I don't. The remember. Johnson Mando troopers. 
Yeah, the red trooper guy. I don't Freeman. Know, man. Freeman. That, perfect. She killed Freeman and took the dark saber. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Bo-Katan yeah, wasn't sure. happy about it. <laughs> anyway, Sweet. so we're getting like so far off track here. Um, my notes Sorry. have been thrown out the window now. It doesn't even matter. Um, but I do <laughs> want to talk about one last thing before we get on to episode two, because we still haven't even moved on to episode two yet. Um, yeah. The lightsaber battle at the end was mm. good or yeah. lackluster? Anthony, good? Oh, shit. Lackluster. Uh, it, it was good. I liked it. Phil, good or lackluster? I thought it was pretty solid. Justin. Appropriate for what the training is. That. Absolutely that. Okay. And that's ex- that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to get at too. I feel like both neither of them were trained very well. <laughs> no. <laughs> and what's her name? Uh, Shin was just it was like a battle axe, just going as hard as she can. Mm-hmm. Um, but my next question, this is kind of a twofer. Sorry. Um, my next question was, do you think Shin has realized yet that Sabine is not a Jedi after that first little battle? That first swing that Shin had on Sabine knocked her ass back. Yeah. I Anthony, um they give both us a look longer like answer. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. God, I was holding it in so long. They both look like sword fighters. They look like people who are trained in sword fighting, not necessarily force uh lightsaber wielding force users. Sure. And that and I think it comes across with the cloak moves, which I loved, mm-hmm. and her knocking her down and just trying to hit as hard as she can like the uh, shin definitely looks like she has weight behind the weightless lightsaber which tells me like oh she was trained in some other form of martial combat and is mm. and is picking this up um yeah she's strong for sure for very strong that yeah. little jedi she I, is strong. I loved oh little tiny detail uh-huh. that i absolutely loved about her costuming bingo the Padawan braid. <laughs> yeah, the Padawan braid next to the most, oh, the yeah. most horrible haircut we've ever seen in Star Wars. Um, you bite your tongue. I, That's my future ex-wife you're talking about. Yeah, and she has <laughs> bad bangs, and I hope she she figures something out before your wedding pictures. Taylor um, had bad, bad bangs. Look, I'm in she the camp that all bangs are them. bad. And some are worse than others, and hers is over that over that limit. But no, it was very interesting to see because even like, what's the last time we saw an, an apprentice in live action? Anakin. Anakin, no, Darth Maul. Darth Maul's an apprentice and fights Qui Gon Jinn right in Episode One. Well, I'm saying Anakin was an apprentice in Episode Two. That right. would be the last so, time we saw one. Sorry, I'm thinking just just a learner the, in general. Our earliest. Oh, uh, oh a learner oh. in general. Yeah. I mean, besides Luke Skywalker, obviously, because there's no one yeah. really teaching him. He, I don't know. He becomes God. He found on some his own. books. Uh, yeah. Besides <laughs> some books, like, but in live action, the like, power like of Darth reading, Maul, right, Phil? almost best Qui Gon in their first encounter. Obviously, <laughs> he yeah. does pretty well in the second one, and and Shin is not Darth Maul. She is much earlier in her learning. Like much less apt. I don't know if it's. I mean, maybe not in the force, but in this in lightsaber dueling, much worse. And it's and it, it's good because otherwise she would have killed Sabine 
real quick. Like Darth Maul would have killed both of them uh, instantly. In, in, oh, basically, yeah. I don't even think he would ignite his lightsaber. I think he would only no. be dead. Oh, my bad. Um, He'd do his little laugh thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Witwer would kill it. Um, but no, they, I like that they both looked like learners. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think we've, we've seen never that we've never really we've never really seen two people who were definitively just like student level uh, fight like that. Yeah. You can tell that Shin has no control of her emotions either. Oh yeah. Um, She like the very end of that fight after she stabs Sabine, did you see that? Like, look at you now look Mm -hmm. that she gives her, like just looking Mm -hmm. down on her. Like I got you, you know, I I think she's going to be, uh, did she yeah, like get yeah. her in the shoulder? Maybe, maybe, maybe didn't get no, skin, but she got a blow. Maybe, maybe a yeah. Um, but I think Shin's gonna be more of a problem than Balin is. Well, I, like he, they sort of have to now. Well, Dark. well I, I absolutely I think in the love original, them as characters. Oh yeah, with the story in general, I think he was. <laughs> Shin's my uh, Shin's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think she'll be that that psycho Jedi that Thrawn gets to take over and like manipulate. You know what oh, I mean? Cause look at maybe she'll be at, the, uh, Sabaoth. Uh-huh. Well, and, and uh, you gotta think that's like in my notes, man, that's in my notes. The <laughs> next, the next episode or the next episode or two, there's going to be some shit go down. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be some heavy, heavy stuff go down. And I think there's going to be some heavy losses on both sides. I think one of them might be skull. Like I think mm-hmm. Balin might get killed, and then Shin is just so overcome with anger that she's like, "Yeah, Thrawn, Balin told me to follow she, you because you're you going to give me power." Jumps out of a pit and slices someone mm. in half. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm calling Go it now. It, episode Anthony. three, thirty-two minutes, including credits. Huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be very long. It's going to be the basically the conclusion of the the uh, trailers. Yeah. Oh, the arc. Mm-hmm. It'll There's be, always that weird the... middle episode in these that's like shorter than I want it to be. Yeah. Real disappoint. Like it's not disappointing, just the fact that I don't have an extra 15 <laughs> minutes with these characters. Right. There's always the right. short one, episode three or four. So you got to be careful what you wish for there. But three might be. It might just be the end of the trailer stuff that we see. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll get that little battle that they have around the map because obviously they're heading. You know, the end of episode two, Ahsoka and Sabine are heading to where the eye of Sion is they're heading exactly there to so, and, um, and my commitment to not know anything about what I watch I haven't seen a single trailer oh okay I've seen I've the stills really... that show up on social media because I can't get away from it so I know sure. like the one big spoiler oh look there's Anakin uh, but I think that was kind of you could have predicted kind of that given. right yeah but, and, but other than that I've seen nothing so pretty happy with yeah that. and that I mean Anakin might be one that shows up a little later but I still think that, like, like I love to watch the trailers and then when we do these reviews, figure out when the last scene of the trailer is, is like, mm-hmm. visible. Because nice. then from there on, you haven't seen anything. You know what I mean? And it's, like, nice. it's, yeah. it's really fun. surprise. Yeah. It's such a um, risk so... watching trailers. I, I, if I right. see something from the trailer, it knocks me out of it. And I'm, I'm trying to figure things out that I... Shouldn't actually and, yeah one of my segments i picked was in one of the sneak peeks and i was like oh, i can't use that i can't use that it was like all over the internet i gotta find something different 
I got one last thing about the first episode. Yes, please. Then we're gonna the we gotta move on to second episode for sure. The credits. Oh yeah, absolutely. The pergil in the credits. Has anybody deciphered the Arabish yet? It's not Arabish. Oh. It's Sith. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's like Sith Have or, you deciphered or it yet? some shit. Why don't you push uh, up your glasses next time? It's not Arabish. It's Sith. Eventually, <laughs> it's Vulcan. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this is an article. I, I think I sent it to you. Did you? I haven't. I haven't it it shows a different. Uh, a bunch of the planets, uh, different names are up on the. Yeah, okay. it's it's a map. It's it's a um, it's, it's a map that map. was it's a map that you know was in the possession of the Night Sisters <laughs> or mm. the Zepho. Or the Zephyr, yeah. Is it in the Quest Me chat? Is that where you sent it? No, I don't see it. I'm not no. even going to look for it. Don't worry about it. Um, don't worry about it. We'll get there. Anyway, cool maps. credit design. Yes. Uh, absolutely brilliant closing credit design. Beautiful. Very nice. The, the, the artistically rendered like carvings of the Pergil were just like, oh, Loved it's it. so pretty. Loved it. You'll hate me, but I, I didn't see the end credits. I watched it to the, the planet map, and that was it. Dang, dude. I know. Strike one. Strike one. Strike one. <laughs> no, that's okay. The The credits are really cool. The music is why I listen to the credits most of the time. And their new, uh, is it, what is it, is it Kevin, Kevin Kinner, I think? Um, the I think that's his name. But the score that he has, that mix of Ahsoka's old... Um, theme and Sabine's old theme and you see some of the Rebels stuff. Um, oh yeah. Some of the Rebels music coming into play. He's done a fantastic job with, uh, yeah, Kevin Kenner. So cool. I was right. The one <laughs> score, the one score that pops into my mind during the first episode is uh, the music that was playing through the uh, fight scene when Balin and Shin came on. That like piano? Yeah, it was, it was just yeah. that chord. I was like, ooh. Oh, it was My, so and, and Balin's Balin's hallway scene was so reminiscent of Vader. It Rogue was, One, there you go. There's yep. a Rogue One. It was uh, it was reminiscent reference. of Vader, but not quite as powerful. Like it was very easy to compare mm-hmm. that to Rogue One and be like, okay, this is where this guy's at. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, right off the bat. My favorite music scene happens in Episode Two, so we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, man, references. Now I just keep thinking of references. Uh, Ewoks were referenced. By that dumb little lo- loath cat. Were they? Um, hey, man. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. That loath cat was adorable. Just like Ewoks loath are adorable. Are <laughs> What's They're my my, my cats? My <laughs> cats were sitting in the living room with me when I was watching this, and they kept freaking out anytime the loath cat would meow. Yeah, it was <laughs> very cool. Um, most it's... of that stuff in that first episode was at Comic Con. I got to, maybe not legally, but I got to touch a loath cat, and I got to like. Is that a Stand euphemism? Up against that wall? No, no, I'm serious. So, <laughs> all, all of those, all of those props were at the San Diego, San Diego cool. Comic Con like last really cool. year. Like I, I will thing. say it's a mouth. Like, cool. it, what what creature has such a huge mouth and then you give it kibble? Like, it's got to eat something bigger, right? Like, what does it eat? And then we see them all out in the like the fields. I'm like, what is it eating that Queet. it needs a mouth that's eight inches wide? I don't know. Corn, just uh, full on just cobs of corn. Space corn is just huge. Is that like space Nebraska? It... What you're saying is that planet is space Nebraska. 
that yes. city was Space Omaha. <laughs> no so way, So you just dude. related to this a lot. As no way. That place is, like, not even... I would say kidding? that, like, the underground Waffle of Coruscant is more like Space Omaha. So you're, what you're saying is that that place isn't nearly as good as Omaha. Oh, You just geez. love Omaha so much. We're just going to move on. All right, episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'll give it to myself. You. It's okay. Strike Toil two. and strike two. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. so... Get... There wasn't much else other, in episode one other than the exposition, introducing characters, all that good stuff. And I bits did that wanna, we'll get to in our segments. Right. I did want to mention um, episode one was directed by Dave Filoni, while episode two is directed by Steph Green. Um, the entire series is written by Dave Filoni, and only Dave Filoni, which is kind of a big deal because he's never written anything completely by himself. And Filoni always we had trust. someone there with him. Yeah, the holy Filoni and Filoni we trust. Hallowed be thy name. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Holy Filoni is actually what they shout at Star Wars baseball games. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> that how it should be. So, yeah, uh, episode two is called Toil and Trouble, which is where we see a little bit more of the witchery going on. Um, and appropriately, uh, Toil and Trouble is a reference to Shakespeare's Macbeth. Mm. Specifically, specifically, a scene featuring witches who are getting together to talk about someone's fate. No. See, I thought it was a Hocus Pocus reference. No. I thought it was well, a Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Oh, a Shakespeare oh, reference. Hocus Pocus is a reference. Hocus Pocus is a reference to Shakespeare, too. I, you do know there was things before 1990, right? <laughs> See, in 1990, Ninja Turtles was released to the big screen. And I don't, oh, think, I don't think cinema existed before that. Except for a few You're bright right. spots of things with star in the name. You're right. Nothing <laughs> really happened. Nothing important turtles. happened is what I'm trying to say. You're right. No, I no, saw Toil really... and Trouble and all I could think of was Hocus Pocus. The whole time. Yeah. I was like, why? But um, yeah. And that's, Make of course, that, that's what yeah. I went to, too. And then Phil had to yeah. fact check yeah. me and be like, actually, it's from oh, Shakespeare's Macbeth? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry for being an uncultured nerd. Yeah, we're all swine over here. I was, I was just I was an English major. Uh, and then he's a librarian, so like oh, let's, there you, go. you know, put two and two together. He's an intellectual. <laughs> I didn't realize. Isn't Macbeth tied to Arthurian folklore? Oh, do you want me to bring that up now, Justin? No, I'm just putting that later? all on the T, that's all. <laughs> no, no, this this whole bit is literally just you've got three witches who are hanging out and they're talking about how uh, Macbeth is like making things worse for himself. He's, he's um, only going to speed up his progress toward his fate. Uh, and um, his whole uh, aspiration to be King is doomed. This, this is a hundred percent why I listen to the quest me podcast because in between star Wars, I get facts about Macbeth and Shakespeare, <laughs> love Macbeth. You know, it's good. It's like you got to be cultured if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk about Wookies in the Force. <laughs> you got to throw in some Shakespeare. And I love it. That's actually, it's really good. And if the fact that if if I mean I made a I I wrote down the only note I wrote for these two episodes was my Hocus Pocus joke, and I'm sorry it didn't land. <laughs> uh, but no, that's cool that it's a reference to Macbeth. like 
Shakespeare. He's got his crayons. He's writing this joke like, oh, the guys are going to love this one. Crayons. I got colored I pencils. Thank you. He's sophisticated. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Oh, anyway. That's, that's actually really cool. I, I like that that's a, a reference to older things. And I did not know that. Yeah. So thank you for yeah. letting me know. No, it's, yeah. Um, uh, and it's, I'll take away one we'll of your do, strikes if you had one. We'll do <laughs> We'll do more I'll, mythology. I'll keep, a, I'll, keep a, I'll keep an anti-strike. Uh, just... A ball. We'll just hold that. Hold that in oh, reserve. Oh, gotcha. Ball yeah. one. Just no. We'll, not we'll do a little more mythology talk not here uh, as soon as I decide to break Justin's heart in a little oh, bit. Yeah. You can try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so this yeah. episode, episode two, was a lot more action packed. There was a lot more going on. We kind of figured out what's really happening behind the scenes. Um, we we get a little more insight on the new Republic and how kind of fractured they are and how out of control they are not out of control, but they don't have control of everything yet. There's still a lot going on underneath their noses that they don't really know about. Um, One of them being that they traced, um, traced what's her name? uh, The HK droid. We didn't even talk about that battle sequence (laughs) when Shin takes the map. And uses some HK droids to help her out, and then Sabine, um, like deciphers where those droids came from, and it was from Corellia. Shout out to Han Solo, wow, wow, wow. and uh, it <laughs> it you find out that this this Corellian shipyard is a New Republic shipyard that is all ex Imperial that also used to be run by the Magistrate. Yeah. And I kind of there was a, there was a little bit of humor in this scene too because you you felt it when when they're talking about it and Ahsoka's like, well, did anybody check on this yet? And Hera's like, oh yeah, no, that's that's totally our shipyard. We're cool. It's fine. Yeah, it's then, it's all good. And then Ahsoka uh, retorts wait. with, but like, didn't didn't the magistrate like use this at some point? So they go and and check it out, and then all the action basically happens you still um, have the same employees <laughs> well yeah. yeah and they did too that's that's the other thing like <laughs> that's what, the that new republic funny. is so spread thin that they're like they're like yeah just keep them all there it's fine it's just politics whatever they won't care and i did kind of like that real world reference a little bit this is one of the only times that i feel like star wars has done those kind of real world parallels parallels um, star trek does it all the time but in this one, it's it's more of like when they're getting the tour of this shipyard, the the guy is like, oh yeah, nobody cares about the Empire or the Republic. They just care that they're getting money. Like nobody nobody votes for any of that that stuff. Like no nobody really cares. And that's probably true um, for eighty percent of those workers. All they need is is their paycheck to go home and feed their families. You know, whereas the other twenty percent of the Imperials are like heavily on board with the empire still and wanting to help help them however they can um but i did i just found it interesting that that there was a little bit of a real world parallel there um did you guys see that at all or am i just like am i looking too far into it It, it's nice because i mean last jedi jokes aside like there's a real world that I mean, and, and I, I mentioned earlier that I watched the last season of Clone Wars recently, and that the whole middle section of that with Ahsoka and the Martez sisters or whatever, like they don't care about the war; they just want to get as far away from it as possible. Like this is a huge galaxy, 
like the it's called star wars so there's a war and we're all involved in it and we're all in, invested <laughs> but there's a lot of people who are just like nah man like as long as it doesn't touch me i i don't care what happens a quarter of a galaxy away right as long as mm. somebody's paying me to put food on the table for my family why do i care if i'm building star destroyers or taking them apart and that and that makes a lot of sense like it's a lot like it's not on one hand it's apathy right because there's because the empire is bad it's slavery yeah. and whatnot like the, we can we can agree that it wasn't just a dictatorship it was it was bad fascist um, it was bad <laughs> there was there was uh, a lot going yeah. on there there was a lot going on there but at the same time it's like I have to pay for things. And that this leads me to, to my big question that I've had for a very long time that came back up in this episode. And that is why are they dismantling star destroyers? Hmm. Why uh, aren't they just using the star destroyers? It seems so much easier the, oh, to just, just use bad. Them. Perception. Just a bad, uh, oh, what? bad oh, public image. Bad yep. public because the Republic had star destroyers or what looked like star destroyers. I forget what they were called. And then the Empire just kept using them. And then you just keep. I get. I, I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same time, the it's the Grand like, Army like, of the Republic that Palpatine made. Though I think they were just trying to. They're trying to I destroy any remnants of Palpatine. But if you're talking about money. And yeah, we need this. Yeah. not just with Disney's money and putting it into the show, but I mean in universe money. Republic credits mm. as they were like if you hear me out mm -hmm. if you ha put people to work scrapping the old ships oh you think they create jobs you're creating jobs they're job creators you, it's trickling you, you down put people to work you I put feel people it. to work scrapping <laughs> you put people to work scrapping the old stuff you can rehabilitate the imperial workers mm. you can oh so uh, political rehabilitate the image of the uh, so what you're, new republic what you're saying is it, it's all politics politics are trumping the economy yeah. i okay real world reference yeah. you win it is a real yeah. world reference I, 100%. I, I was thinking more <laughs> no, of, I agree uh, with that. pirates that i was thinking pirates like why not <laughs> when they take a ship over they you know they just change the flag yeah I, um and again, again <laughs> i mean like i i i would imagine they still hold on to some for you know potential um right subterfuge You're, purposes i mean are you telling me they were but, just like we have a superstar destroyer we're gonna tear it apart heck no dude i can't wait for my wrong series wrong series oh, calm down calm down sorry <laughs> wrong sequel series my bad wrong sequel series we'll uh, get there um, i i i just i don't i don't think that they want the it's imagery the, the image of these ships that had been known as you know oppressive you know symbols of fascism sure that are being literally torn apart counter so i mean there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of propaganda going into mm. the whole idea um, think about Nazis. So, they destroyed. Right. They, yeah, they, they got rid thing. of everything. Did sure. we? Did we reuse their tanks? Uh, just their but scientists. We reuse their scientists. Volkswagen. Oh, um, <laughs> Star Wars uses. No, hey, no, hey, that's but, true. But in that but in real but in but in real life though, yeah, companies like Rolls Royce, um, companies like uh, BMW, all of these uh, companies that had been producing war machines in Nazi Germany mm -hmm. are 
still around today, but producing consumer products for the world. You're right. That, that's right. So, and that, that makes sense in real world. I just think about the cost of a Star Destroyer and the oh, cost. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, they're, guess, they're like, clearly right. like they're, 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 they're tearing them apart to take the hyperdrive like things away to like whatever yeah they're they're using they're using components and things sure and we we saw uh in and or in um uh most recent season amanda Mm -hmm. we saw imperial tech right being reused we saw that's true this other stuff happening i guess Mm, i just don't expect it to be completely dismantled like to the level that we saw in this episode of ahsoka like now dismantle it a bit rebuild it around the frame or the engine so it's different and it's more in line it just felt like what like they're literal in like starship engines on the ground Mm -hmm. uh yeah whatever uh it, it, there. It's, it's it's very star wars in and i get it and maybe it's the uh maybe it's just the bigger sci-fi fan in me that's like that and it doesn't make sense but i mean so much star wars and it falls grand in that scale horrible grand, grand scale of things in in even in this episode i mean very clearly this particular engine was already destined for somewhere else right. they, oh yeah they had arrangements made uh, for this particular hyperdrive unit to go elsewhere. You know what, Phil? You've convinced me. You've convinced me. First it was Macbeth, and now it was just real-world Nazi Germany uh, references. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in. No, that makes that does make sense. It, the propaganda piece makes sense. I was definitely thinking of it from a, a point of view of this has got to cost a lot of money, but I was, you're right, though. It, it creates jobs. It creates continuity for those worlds, so they're not as impacted by the transition. So they're more likely mm-hmm. to be, well, cool with it, for lack of a better and, term. Like, okay. And the people who are doing the the people who are doing the little like day to day stuff yeah. in the shipyards, they keep doing the same thing they're doing. And it, like they they got they goff scoff they scoff at the idea of that. Oh, these people work for the Empire, and now they're working for the New Republic. Like some of those people work for the old Republic, man. They just yeah. transitioned uh, and they leveled up and they were just like, oh, we make starships. I don't care. Like I make Palaean. starships. <laughs> Captain uh, Palayan. Yeah. Now I take apart those starships. Uh, was yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the some of the commanding officers who serve under Thrawn yeah. had been old Republic and then Imperial and then New yep, Republic. Yep, yep. I mean, it's a weird. They had. It's a weird. They continuity. had military leadership, because like, and it, and it's it's a more compressed time frame than I think George Lucas had originally intended. Uh, yeah, no um, doubt. Like less than 30, <laughs> the Empire lasted less than thirty years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, like the fact that Rex was at the Battle of Endor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, they saw this thing from beginning to end. It is like we talk about real world comparisons. I'm sorry. I'm talking higher Star Wars. We'll get back into topic in a minute. No, keep uh, going. This is your fault for bringing me on. Um, <laughs> but it is it. strike the, one to me. <laughs> strike two. I don't know if you're keeping count. Oh, yeah. Two. It is two. Um, if right. it, it's a different because uh, you talk about the real world parallels. But the Republic becomes the empire like the, the Republic. The democracy becomes a fascist state. And then we see the rebellion to make it not a fascist state anymore. And it's a very different parallel. We were talking about Nazi Germany and whatnot. It's very interesting um, because Nazi Germany didn't like Nazi Germany didn't fall on its own, right? There wasn't a rebellion 
uh, if you want to talk about rebellion of the world against it or whatever. So it's just, it's <laughs> a very different, like, the parallels the start breaking up, but it's a very, like make, I think it makes Star Wars more interesting um, that you do have these things where it's like, yeah, I served this people and then I served these people because they're the people in charge. What am I supposed yep. to do? I'm just a citizen. Even and if I all have they're a, doing is feeding their families. And exactly. Stuff. Even if I have a, uh, an ethical or moral um, issue with this, what am I supposed to do? Starve? It's very different. Right. And, and people like Ahsoka, who have lived the very definition of privilege, like being a Jedi, and then like the resources she has, right? And we kind of see that a little bit near the end of Clone Wars, um, having to deal with yeah. this. It's very interesting. Like I think it's very interesting. And as much as I, um, I as much as I think that the Last Jedi did a horrible job of in, of showing that side of the war in the galaxy and whatnot it doesn't mean that that side of everything isn't worth looking into and hopefully that's sure. what andor's doing and uh with its new seasons as well continuing that and hopefully that's what ahsoka's doing i'm very sorry we can continue past the bad seinfeld uh travel no, that's, through the- i mean that's that's one of the biggest parts of this do, do, this do, do, episode do, do, do. basically is just the the fact that the new rebellion even though or the, the new, new republic rebellion. even though they have this republic they're still fractured in so many ways you know there's still so much work to do with it's it and that's what makes it prime time far, far for someone to come in and band all these you know ex-imperials disparate together. elements yeah yeah so yeah so they're they're very much doing more i mean it's more setup this this whole season i feel like is going to be a lot of setup um, yeah but but this this episode again even though we get some really cool action scenes we finally get speaking of war criminals we finally get to see <laughs> chopper in live action yeah um, <laughs> my boy uh, i've saw two episodes of rebels am i i'm assuming the chopper is a war criminal <laughs> he's that joke? murdered over technically 4, speaking people. they all are <laughs> i mean is there a I geneva mean... convention in the galaxy far far away <laughs> Are there no, there's, or, like, there's an episode where Chopper they they were like Chopper can you make sure to disable this star destroyer so we can get away and the way he disables it is just destroying it and everyone on board. <laughs> so this is like what you mean is you're making the old like contractors on the Death Star type of argument for Well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he also would just pick up stormtroopers and drop them off ledges. You, so you're like, working yeah. on a ship <laughs> called a Star <laughs> Destroyer. You get what's coming to you. <laughs> sorry. Like that's a risk you took. Hopefully you got a term life insurance plan. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun to see Chopper. I love. There's like a. I think I sent you guys the video in the chat last night, but it was like. Yeah. A, they <laughs> kind of said they tell you what Chopper says because apparently he speaks English, which is awesome. Uh, some people don't oh, like it, yeah, but I like it. Basically, just filtered through a little like a. Wah, wah, oh, wah, send, send that filter. to me. That sounds interesting. Yeah. That's good. Oh, it's it's hilarious. He that's... always you can always listen to him and put words to it. Yeah, he's he's more intelligible. He is more intelligible than any other astromech ever featured. In I, I assume that's because he's cursing less than R2-D2. Oh, R2 is just constantly swearing. He's just swe- that's why they have to bleep it, right? Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. But no, like this particular scene when, when they're flying up towards the, the ship that's taking off with the hyperdrive, mm-hmm. uh, Chopper, like if you turn it up and listen to it, he you he starts talking, he's banging on the wall on the thing, and, and Hera's like, you know, knock it off. And Chopper just goes... Uh, why don't you just just blow it up? 
and what, what does he say? I don't think it's blow it up, but he's like, take it out or something. Shoot, shoot it down. at it. Shoot, he says, shoot it he says, shoot it down. And she goes, we can't do that. That'll kill everyone on the ground. And he just says, is that bad? <laughs> oh, uh, like, new favorite. I mean, character. they are all Imperials. So <laughs> whatever yeah, I said you, earlier you, as basically. my new favorite character, when I message that to you, replace that with Chopper. Replace Dude, it. he's he's, he's going to be the star of the show for sure. Like, no, he's, and then she says, you know, hit him with the tracking device and don't miss this time. You can clearly hear him say, I never miss. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so good. And I'm I'm stoked to see more of Chopper for sure. Um, I love his little arms, they, man. If, listen, if they kill that little droid, though, I swear to God, man. We go to war, right? We'll be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We start will... joining the protests. Star Wars. We're <laughs> joining the strikes. March down Done. to the strike. <laughs> no, like Quest Me podcast, you don't get that free promotion anymore. How dare you? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> cut it. Oh my god. Um, I do want to stay on the the topic of action though, because and references because the mm-hmm. end of episode two, I guess the the kind of act three end of episode two where they're all fighting. It's very reminiscent to old Star Wars, where you yes. have boots on the ground and a and a star battle, you know, and yep. it's very small. Of course, it's it's just Ahsoka versus Ezra. I mean, Merrick and ne- the oh, droid. And Ezra, and no. then Ezra. it's Hera chasing after the hyperdrive. Um, but it's very like the shots. You know, they they go back at at the right time with um, Ahsoka, and then back up to Hera, and it just very intense moment for for those little battles. Um, what did you guys think of the lightsaber battle between Merrick and Ahsoka? Because it was a lot different than the one between Sabine and um, <clears throat> Shin. It's definitely two more experienced fighters. Um, and I this is why I want to see Balin get in on an actual lightsaber battle at some yeah. point in here, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I always love seeing the Inquisitor lightsabers in action. Um. <laughs> so oh, yeah. much just uh, let's try spinning that's a neat trick <laughs> <laughs> does that does that lightsaber seem a little too short for merrick doesn't it seem it a, seems little a little small. short for a stormtrooper doesn't it seem a little small for him though like it was maybe handed down or something like that or given to him just tell them what your theory is man <laughs> oh, I, I know no i mean justin knows the theory it, it's the the handle looks like yes uh does look like uh Kanan's lightsaber. Yes, that too. Um I didn't even bring that up. Um oh, okay. but well the the one thing that I wanted to bring up here, if we're gonna go straight into Merrick as Ezra, then I'll just show you this one right here, Justin. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so in Arthurian mythology, Merrick was the name of a knight transformed into a wolf by a witch named Morgan. Yeah, mm-hmm. he that looks like an Inquisitor blade and like an Inquisitor. So mm-hmm. isn't that a Darth Vader baby? Essentially, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I put a McDonald's visor on. Doesn't mean I work at McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah, he was Listen, a, you gotta not, you gotta not look at it now. so. Don't look at it so black and white, Justin. Don't look no, at it so black. Just, think about I'm it. Only the Sith the deal in absolutes. <laughs> oh Lord! And you're oh, either Lord. with me or against me here, Justin. So oh, I'm against think you about there. it. <laughs> He's an inquisitor. It's going to be used as a bait and switch because the nerds like you think it's Ezra. How can it be yeah. Ezra? <laughs> He's with Thrawn in a freaking Perdia or Paradia. 
They're looking well, for Thrawn. That means they're looking for Ezra. Well, well, Justin, you know who's <laughs> well, who's but you know who's better than Ezra? Nezra. Oh, I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> we're uh, the the Inquisitor, formerly known as Ezra, also known as not Ezra or Nezra for short. Um, I I agree that it's maybe a bit too on the nose for it to happen. But you know what's not too much on, too on the nose? Ne- Ezra. Hmm. <laughs> you mean the Inquisitor clone? clone of Nezra, of Ezra, excuse me. Ezra. Ne- Ezra. You got to elongate a couple of... At I least, read the books at least, 20 years at ago. Least, at least one extra vowel. Uh, you, have to have, you have to elongate the vowel. That's how you know they're a clone. It's the law. Oh my god! It's the galactic but it, law. So does it only apply to the U's? Well, was it only look, U's in both of those names? Now that I'm thinking about Jorus. it, Jorus. It was yeah, it's only the vowels. And Jorus Sabath. <laughs> so, no, I I think if it is, if, I think if it if is you have Ezra, a U that's in a your name. Say again. If you're if you're a Jedi and you have a U in your name. You are susceptible to cloning. Yeah, <laughs> Yoda never could clone Yoda. Anakin, no. nope, nope. Luke, nope. oh god damn it! You, why did you name him Luke? Why did you do that? For? Uh, Qui Gon. We, oh. we gotta get a Qui Gon clone. Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Yeah. Oh my god! This is all Qui-Gon. getting cut. Uh, uh, you, you cut me. Third strike. No, um, uh, no I do Bye. think it's it, it's. It's so obvious that me, a person who watched two episodes of Rebels, was he, like, I messaged Josh earlier today, was like, oh, yeah, you mean Nezra? Ooh. Like, they show Ezra, then they show this Force user with a mask on. Of course it's him. So it's probably not, but it being a clone would be a decent twist. And, and I, I, I know, like, cloning is, like, it's real, it's a trope, it's a sci-fi trope. It's real kind of cliche <laughs> and whatnot, but... If they can, but it's Star Wars. If it's Star Wars, Wars. and then Snoke is can be a clone, you know who else can be a clone? Palpatine. That, Snoke. that dude. Yes. Ezra. Snoke, that Snoke breaks the U rule because he's a Sith Lord, so they do O's instead. Oh. oh. With so, Shiv doesn't Shiv Palpatine also doesn't know. So. Oh. Maybe it was. Maybe he was Shiv. Maybe he. What was if it's Shiv a, What if it's a Snoke? Now oh my God. What if it's a Snoke early Snoke clone? No, it won't Snoke be. clone would be Snooky. That's bad. <laughs> I uh, no, I, I I'm in the in between where it could be one way or the other. <laughs> I don't know if if well, the Inquisitor kills a Rebels character, kills Hera in front of Sabine or something, ooh. then it's Ezra, hundred percent. Like that oh. ultimate betrayal, perfect. Uh, is, I, is, can't uh, I can't argue. Can't wait. If if he doesn't, if it's just some sort of cop, he gets whatever you know. But if he actually he does some evil shit, <laughs> then it's Ezra. I think that solidifies. It. Like that makes it that makes it good. And, and, and as long as he doesn't turn to the good side, whatever the the boring side of the force by the end of the season, like make him like I'm seriousness like. Uh, I'm thinking about extended. I'm thinking about old canon legends, right? Jason so, uh, Solo, yeah. turning and not being turned back until maybe right. the last moment as he dies. Mm-hmm. Do that right. with Ezra. They already like 
kind of screwed up been whatever. So like do do the same thing with him. I think it works. Speaking and... of legends, maybe he's Star Killer. If Sam Witwer shows up, I will uh I don't <laughs> I, this Whitworth's is a PG credited. thirteen podcast, right? I can't talk about it, but it's gonna be fantastic. Yes. Sam Witwer's <laughs> credited in the episode one as a voice actor at some point in time. Like you can see him in the credits. He's so. a fantastic He's voice actor. He probably voices the Loth Cat or something, the HK droid. <laughs> He's the HK droid. Meows <laughs> like a uh, <laughs> yeah. nah, like South Park reference they, or something. He they got to get the Bradley <laughs> Baker George in there Clooney. doing all the. <laughs> George, yeah, George Clooney is the cat. That's right. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um, okay, so we've covered pretty much everything that's happened um, yes. for the most part, except for segments, which we're going to get into in. I want to be in three minutes. So um, let's talk about the Eye of Scion real quick because this is a big deal, right? Uh, it's a. It looks like a giant version of the uh, hyperdrive the, the, jump ring the from the Jedi, Jedi Starfighters. Yes. Yep. Just it looks like a pergil catcher. Yep. Okay, Justin's on strike two. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to put gonna, a whale gonna, in gonna, there. I'm going I'm to go, give go. him my – I'm going to give Justin my anti-strike. <laughs> just to pull him back one wow uh, passing your anti-strike off thank that's you. a strike thank you. that's a strike <laughs> okay well then i'm at one you balance <laughs> no i the only reason i give you a strike is because i didn't think of that god that's a good uh, call the no, purgle catcher how that would make sense but see, i mean the, my original my my first two thoughts were giant jump ring yep or stargate Stargate would would be would make sense too, especially because they're going into a portal. Basically, yeah. are they gonna do they have to go eighty eight miles per hour to hit the right speed to travel in time to hit that portal, or can they just no, no. Christopher can... Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd already did his Star Wars appearance. We've already been. <laughs> did he? No, he did. That he did. He yeah, that's did. Right. <laughs> you said but that, like... and all I could think of was his Star Trek appearance. I mean, he did those too. Yeah, but I. I think it's going to be more of, so they're going to have to take the ship with them because in the trailers, when you first see Thrawn, he is on Morgan's ship. Uh, ship. Mm-hmm. No, it's Morgan's ship. You can clearly tell the yeah. with the the view that we get in episode two, like you can clearly see that Thrawn is walking on to the deck of that ship. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it, I it makes that connection. You know, I I would I would I would put it as just being a higher powered hyperdrive jump ring right because of the distance that it's going to have to cross right if it's got if it's going to go extra um extra galactic right so outside of one galaxy and into another it's extra how many of those super hyperdrives the massive super star destroyer hyperdrives that they have on that thing how many do they have i didn't get to count looked like two was it two? Possibly I, four. I thought there was okay. I thought there was like more like, like four. Like each. Yeah, and that's I just remember big ones and then that's crazy little ones. So they're gearing up to go roll far. Uh, um, yeah, but clearly Morgan already knows where they're going. So I think that she's going to end up leaving in this next episode. She's going to just take off because Ahsoka's oh, going to yeah. show up, and it's going to be Ahsoka, Hera, and Sabine versus Shin, Merrick. And Balin, and if someone's gonna so, die, dude. <laughs> if it's a tunnel, if it's a tunnel and not a jump ring that they take with them, 
than how they get back. Uh, yeah, they, they. I mean, they have Space to take the ship with them to get back. Like, yeah, it's, no, they, I, I, it's, they ca- there's they there's catch there's got to be there's got to be return <laughs> logistics involved. Now, if Ezra is still in the picture, he could manipulate. Some he can pergle. convince the Purgle. Yeah. yeah, boom, Purgle again, uh, full circle. Yep. Which is which is how I think Ezra got back in the first. Anyway, no, no, well, nope. Anyway, nope, we're not going to go there. Um, my okay. last thing, um, that mural that they have at the end um, of episode two was was beautiful. And mm. it's such a fun like depiction of the original characters from the cartoons. You know what I mean? It's a really it's a really nice nod to I the animation. It's meta as hell. As, it, it is. <laughs> um, and, you know, you get to see all of the ghost crew. So um, I knew this episode was going to go longer. And we will try and blow through these segments. Um, but we have the segments to go, so let's start with... He's no good to me, dead. He will not be permanently damaged. That's right. It's Boba's Bounty. It's the part of the episode where we talk about our favorite new person droid thing that has been introduced into live action. Um, while I pull this up here... We're going to have Anthony go first and Uh-oh. talk about his Boba's bounty, which was, of course, uh, this guy. That guy. The droid H. No. Uh, Nezra, <laughs> as we've already talked about. Yes. Um, we don't have to talk too much about him, but yeah, why we've already did you talked pick a lot him about him. I really enjoyed it. Better there. It, it just, he was awesome. And the mystery around him is really, really cool. Uh, and I, no one's mentioned yet. Ahsoka's kind of moving to the left a little bit to avoid his lightsaber being pulled back. Badass on, on both parts. Oh uh, yeah. When she like does the, she just kind of like, she just throw. feels it, it coming back, comes back through the, through the, uh, the smoke. Fantastic. I think it was his, I think it was at that moment that she realized Merrick was Ezra. You think so? You see that smirk that she gives. She's yeah. like, Oh, you dirty son of a rebel. bitch. Oh that was, yeah. That that was rebel. More smug. rebel scum. Only we're allowed yeah. to call him scum. Uh, yeah, that was a really cool fight, and, and it makes sense if if this isn't Ezra, which we all know where I stand on that. Ahsoka moving. I can up I can bring up ranks. comparisons of the actors' headshots and screenshots, and and I will do it if you want. That's me to. that's too meta. That's too meta. I want to stay in the. I'm gonna stay in the canon. All right, all right, all right, the new right, can right. the Disney. I'm gonna stay in Disney. I, I'm sorry, but I'm like sorry. her moving up, like fighting him, and then eventually she'll probably have some sort of one off with the apprentice, where it's more her talking down to the apprentice and trying to turn her than anything else and then eventually fighting bait like that that progression makes sense like if mm-hmm. she was immediately fighting the apprentice or the master right there no good but having him yeah it works uh and if it is ezra even better if it's not it still works i'm still happy with it so yeah, yeah. absolutely my favorite uh n- new character hell yeah um justin let's go with you you picked chopper the lovable, wonderful robot Chopper. Uh, I also I'm, picked Chopper. So. Oh, okay. Well, he's such a great character. I mean, like his antics, his uh, uh, verbiage, his body language, him ba- hitting the ship. Like, what the hell's going on? Get out of my stuff! <laughs> like everything about him is just like from Rebels, and like to me is one of my favorite characters from that show. Him and AP5, their antics back and forth were the best. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I 
I'm not going to lie to you. I'm picking Chopper because I just now realized I forgot to pick a Boba's Bounty for this week. So um, <laughs> That's the third strike. I, will also, I think that's the third strike. also pick that's Chopper. Um, and, uh, this game is rigged. You can't strike the host. Get out of here. <laughs> that's a whole inning right there. Oh, my God. Anyway, awesome picks, Justin and Anthony. Phil, your pick just so happens to be this wonderful human being. Why did you pick this one? Balin Skull. Uh, so Balin is... Well, first off, uh, Ray Stevenson. Uh, rest in peace, man. Um, mm -hmm. He was an absolutely incredible actor. Uh, he was a voice in uh, uh, previous Star Wars stuff, but now he's playing a different character in live action, and he's just spectacular. Uh, plus fun little bit of history with his character name um oh yes let's talk about this. so yeah so i i held off on this bit for the segments because skull and hati in norse mythology are the wolves that pursue the sun and the moon mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. balin skull and shin hati Okay. Uh, named after these wolves from Norse mythology. So That's everyone's awesome. named after a wolf. Yes. <laughs> it, it is a recurring motif. Only the important people. Uh, with, with, it's a recurring motif within the Rebels crew. I know Loaf, Wolves, and uh, Doom. Doom. Yeah. Doom. That's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I, I love that little bit um, because, yeah, I mean, He's he's an amazing actor. Uh, he's a very impressive character. He's maybe not a full on Sith, but he's definitely not a uh, light side guy either. And I just right. really can't wait to see where his character goes. Hopefully, he's not one that gets murked in this next episode. Well, thing is, I mean, we're not going to see him in season two, regardless. No, it would be cool to see him further in the season, though, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Hashtag on, bring back dark, dark, dark Jedi. <laughs> yes. <So>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool, mine. He's got a cool lightsaber. It's orange. It's he true. does have a cool lightsaber. Yeah. And it, it, it's... I hope they explain that, too. I hope they explain why it turned from red to orange. Because he had to have had like a blue or green one before. Unless it was orange at the temple. Did he Maybe make it he started... orange? He started to bleed it and then stopped. Who knows? Only we'll one find way out. To find out. Yeah. Nah, don't, don't, don't explain yeah. it. Don't explain the lightsaber. It's cooler. Just, just to leave it. it a mystery. Yeah, you don't need to like explain Kylo's the lightsaber. His, his, Anthony's his, right. You don't have to. His so lightsaber right. is orange right. because it's full of midichlorians. Oh, oh, Shut up, Phil. <laughs> four strikes. I don't know how many strikes you're at before. <laughs> Four. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to I'm the out. next segment with that one. Yes, those of you that hear that sound know that it's one of our favorite sounds, and it's for the Sarlacc Killer scene, um, the segment where we choose our favorite still shot from each episode. Although Justin cheated this week, so I'm going to play his first. Um, he chose this shot, which I'll give him. I'll give it to him. I'll give him the video. That's not cheating. That's, That's not cheating. That's fine. But it, this is the his, 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 his shot. Come on. <laughs> Come on. 
come on the 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 painting of the ship going by that mm-hmm. that's like perfect it star, wars in star wars and then it like it, it, is, it was you're right you're like, right and then uh the the just beforehand the the screen crawl being different like it was just setting me up to have nostalgia but be totally different and so like i just loved it for the the intro to ahsoka which is gonna be a badass show great great start you know what my favorite part about that whole segment is there justin what uh yours is the first ever that is at the 0.00 marker (laughs) (laughs) it's easy to find yeah. Hey, man. It was awesome. Easiest timestamp you could. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that's actually zero point zero zero, but that's in my head. I'm like, that's the very beginning of the. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Get to, I get to watch the the crawl again to get his. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> um, but good pick, though. I really, really like that whole first scene. Brought me into this show like immediately. So. Um, Anthony, let's move on to Uh-oh. yours. Yours was at the 17-minute mark of uh, yes. episode two, I believe. I love space stations. They're cool yeah. as shit. I don't care what it is. Trek, Wars, random sci-fi movie. You got a, you got this big, massive, like, it's just, it, it, it's just really, really cool. And then following this, of course, the swoop over Corellia, which we haven't seen in mm. forever, which really, really cool. Um not even an honorable mention, but my my favorite non still shot of this of the movie or of the uh, the episodes. Sabine pulling a Fast and Furious and sliding under the starship, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, but no, I'm I'm a sucker for space stations. If there's a space station, that's my favorite scene. And this was a really really sweet shot for sure just showing that like the new republic version of the star destroyer like um parking spots Mm. you know have you seen those like paintings i don't know if they're real but there's paintings out there of like Uh, giant circles that the star destroyers star destroyers aren't real i don't know if you yeah knew about that star wars is is actually a work of fiction it is george lucas just Uh, thought it up one day he did some peyote i don't and (laughs) there we go Watch the little Kira Kurosawa. <laughs> you guys are lying, right? Uh, yes, of course. We would never. We were just. We're just joking. Watched some samurai. We're movies. just. Wa- we're just joking. Next Wouldn't thing you're gonna say is Santa's not real. Space? That's funny. We're just. We're just joshing you. But the thing is that the planets are flat. Oh, you're out. You're done. <laughs> That's five strikes, Phil. That's five strikes. <laughs> it's been fun, but uh, I'm afraid that ends my podcast. <laughs> Um, no, but excellent pick, Anthony. I love that one yeah. for sure. And speaking of Sabine, Uh-oh. Phil did end up picking this shot. Uh, we were able to find a shot that wasn't just a complete butt shot. So <laughs> I'll have you it know, was... I went over this scene second, like like frame by frame, several <laughs> times trying to find the perfect shot. And I was like, I'm just looking at her butt. I'm just I'm I'm accidentally looking at her butt the whole time. I'll just go with the space station. And this one is it's <laughs> a little job. blurry. It's a little yeah. blurry, it but is, it still is yes, a sweet it's pretty shot. good. It's pretty it, good. It captures it captures the um, motion of the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a brilliant maneuver. She's just like, oh, well, I can't go over them or around because of where they parked. But if I cut enough power to my thrusters, keeping me aloft, 
she power can, slide underneath. She's like, what would Brian O'Connor do in this situation? <laughs> uh, and just goes to show that there's some phenomenal <laughs> reflex there, even if she isn't oh, yeah. force sensitive. Can I, can I ask a question? I'm about this yeah. scene. That, that I, I can't believe I forgot this as we we're going through. Is this the first time we're getting rock music in Star Wars? No, no, uh, no. Uh, we had it in we had it in uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Well, when we were going into the uh, the uh, New Republic uh, fighter base. Okay, I just remember that the subtitles for this scene says rock music, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. it was it was like a progress. It was like prog rock. Yeah, I want to say that they had. Uh, <laughs> The captions listed as in okay. uh, Mandalorian I'm, season three. Uh, so. Sorry, give me my third strike. I apologize. No, no, I, I, I'm not out here handing out strikes. Andor also had rock music in parentheses. Yeah. Did it okay. at some point? I didn't watch it with subtitles. But it was I, I, this was very much like, it, like I we without subtitles, I'd be like, this is rock music. This is punk music yeah. playing for yep. her. Like it very much is like, it's a great leitmotif. No, not knowing her. who oh, she absolutely. is at all. Yeah. I know who she is, like yeah. right away. Yeah. This is it. And what an yeah. awesome song choice! I need to figure out who yeah. that is because that was fantastic. It was, good. It was really good. Um, unless it was actually composed, which would be even I, better. I imagine it is. They're not going to use. I mean, licensed music shows up in other sci-fi, but I mean, Star Wars is so far removed. I don't, I don't think it would. Yeah, make sense, it would take right? a lot for Dave Filoni to be like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, the Beastie Boys. Let's just throw the Beastie Boys in this. Yeah, no. This isn't Star Trek, yeah. man. I yeah. that was the joke. That was the joke, Phil. I'm sorry. That was the joke. No, great scene. I know. Man. I know. Freaking awesome. I know. Great choice. Spock lamenting classical music. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we're gonna move on to my shot of the show, the Sarlacc Killer shot, um, which is I don't remember the timestamp anymore, but it is the shot of Lothal. Mm. Um, I did talk about this shot earlier in the episode and how much I just really enjoy seeing this city um, in live action. And mm -hmm. this is like a picture-perfect painting, basically. I would hang this up on my wall. You know, this is a, a wonderful um, backdrop, I guess, even, or, or yeah. just wonderful scenery for, for Lothal. So I'm very pleased with, with how these cityscapes are panning out here um if star wars does anything right it's always these shots these wide shots of the cities and stuff so the establishing shots always on point yeah. yep absolutely thank you for that i could not find the right words <laughs> i was you didn't have to bring it up we, we could have no. moved past it but you're welcome i do that all the time because i have the worst so one thing i can't ever remember the right words and i can never remember names Oh. So, Mando. Like, yeah, I've already established. I'm not even trying to remember it. <laughs> I've done a little That's bit better. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I've done a little bit better over the last like couple seasons that we've done, but it's bad. Like if you go back and listen to some sudden but inevitable. Oof. Uh, just to just to establish how far removed I am from like I I, I suspend disbelief so hard. I didn't know who played the Mandalorian until he took his helmet off <laughs> nice no idea Good i was like oh you. it's that guy i don't know yeah awesome. oh, cool i just watched him in a movie two days ago <laughs> didn't recognize his voice was it the unbearable weight of massive talent no it was uh prospect great movie which is oh, okay great movie great independent sci-fi film go watch it shameless plug okay. a very I nice. i'm i'm derailing again i apologize no you're good yep. 
we have two segments to go. Um, also, excellent picks, everybody. Thank you for participating in the segments. Um, our final segment as, well, not as always, but... It's the One Chimers, the part of the show where we pick our favorite line of each episode. So, of course, this week, I didn't I didn't give this disclaimer earlier, but this week we chose our favorite line of the first two episodes. Because um, picking two segments for each uh, person would be a lot, and we'd be on. We just we've just, we've just done segments. This would have just been a podcast of segments. So yep. quest segments. Um, yeah, we're going on a quest of segments. Um, so we're gonna start with Anthony's one chimer. And for us, power such as you've never dreamed. The reason this is my one chimer. And not random rocket uh, droid thing because it, he was hilarious. The whole bit was great. And like Hera looking oh. down, seeing a lightsaber battle and not even giving a shit and just looking for <laughs> like no reaction. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like it's just going. The reason it's not that is for two episodes or an episode and a half, I guess at this point, I'm like, what are these guys doing? Why are they doing it? And he's just like power such as you've never dreamed. And I'm like, Okay. Yep, that's a dark. That's a dark side force user, hundred percent. Thank you, is so good. And his delivery, like, uh, I I don't want to take away. And I'm I'm looking up her name. That's why I'm looking off to the side. I don't want to take away from Ivana Sanko or something. I think right. Yes, Ivana Sanko, who plays Ah. like. Yeah, so close. You can't like an actor is only as good as the actors they're around, right? And and her reaction, her asking the question and her reaction. I'm so glad you included that because it makes the whole thing. It chills yeah. right oh. now. Just rewatching it out of context, chills. Yeah, loved it. I yeah. agree, 100. percent Um, that was an excellent pick too. We will. She was. It was your um, pick too. I know. So it had to be. Excellent. I, you know, I'm. She I was in the second Pacific Rim movie. That's where I've seen her before. Oh, Atlantic Rim. Uh, yes, sh- sh- Justin. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Are we giving out strikes still in segments? Because <laughs> <laughs> Atlantic Rim was a was an asylum movie that we, we don't speak of them. <laughs> oh, well then let's move on to Phil's one chimer. <laughs> yep, I do everywhere. <laughs> Thrawn calls to me. Across time and space. There's just a lot of implications for that line. Mm. Um, specifically, how has Thrawn been communicating with the people back in our main galaxy? Is this, has he somehow been um, displaced in time? If they're doing faster than light travel for that far, uh what kind of like time dilation effect are we looking at how much real world physics do we want to bring into star wars existential Uh, thought yeah so i just i cannot i cannot wait to see where this whole thing doesn't uh where this line leads yeah doesn't she mention like across time and space like like mentions time like somewhere around there i don't remember if it's before or after yeah do you Mm. think i'm sorry phil now we're having our own conversation just ignore the J's. Or do you think that he, do you think it's, because it's not Thrawn. Thrawn isn't, if they make Thrawn a force user, I swear to God, 
I will do horrible things. But do you think it's <laughs> do you think it's Ezra? Do you think like Ezra's the one reaching out to her because he's like I can't stand being here anymore? Like, or is there like, some you other guys? I've Susan? been locked up with this guy for so long. He won't <laughs> stop talking about alien art. He's right, driving yeah. me crazy. He's like, <laughs> he just keeps studying Adirakbar's art. He doesn't know that he's just gonna die in a scene that that no one cares about in two movies. <laughs> like, like no. In all seriousness, do you think that because you picked this, Phil? Do you uh, think that it because it can't. It can't literally be Thrawn, but it has to be somebody on behalf of Thrawn. So do you think it's Ezra? Or do you think it's somebody I, we have not met yet? I think there's potential for it to go both ways. Oh, that's uh, a cop-out. I no, will give I you the correct I answer. Know, but, uh, but, but I agree. Without, I agree. <laughs> without, getting to, without getting to potentially uh, spoiler territory without for taking off one stuff. of the J's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Without getting into spoiler ter- territory for some potentially leaked stuff uh, that I have avoided, let me know. Uh, no, I've 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 personally stayed out of it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Ezra. Okay. Um, okay. Because I am still not convinced that um, that he's not wherever Thrawn is still. Okay. Anyway, that's it. That's good enough. I I, I appreciate that. I, I really was. Logic. I was like, how is she? How is Thrawn reaching out to her? Yeah. What the heck is happening? He's so that not a force sense. user. How's he doing that? Yeah. Well, if they make Night him a Sisters... force user, I I will riot. Like we made jokes earlier, <laughs> but I yeah, but I will come back. The, I will force myself thing, back. I think the one thing we're all missing here is the fact that Morgan is a night sister. And they use a she different is. type of magic than that's the true. Kind of use. Yes, that's true. So no, that's that's, it's, valid. that's They use valid. more undead stuff. Um, I, I, yeah. So I think <laughs> if Star if it's Wars anything, if it's anything, I believe that it's gonna be another night sister that she'll be contacting with another night sister from whatever planet Thrawn is on or wherever Thrawn's at. There will be Merit. some sort of similar temple Just, there where they can. Sure. Transfer spirits or bodies. Well, two things, and also yeah, I mean, um, yeah. again, David Tennant's already involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, anyway, you, you mentioned the undead. So do we think Thrawn's dead? Ultimate. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm oh, just no, saying, no. like that's that's okay. how they that's how they, they communicate is through okay. like the undead. Okay. So it's and then they use a lot of that kind of. Then uh, I just call like, you a nerd, and we dark move on. magic. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but there's the the night sister thing being brought in is a really interesting and really awesome uh, concept because we've only really seen that in a little bit of Rebels and a little bit of Clone Wars. But what we saw in Rebels, what we saw in Rebels, was night sisters taking over bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of, one of them too. being Sabine, one of them being um, Kanan. And Ezra had to fight both of them. So I could also see Ezra being taken over by a night sister and put into, or, or the, some, you know, that's why he thinks he's Merrick because he was taken over by an undead spirit of Merrick via night sister. That would be badass. Um, but that's apparently okay. everyone on the internet says that'd be shitty writing and I'm a moron. Well, so we're going to move on from that. Theory. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, and, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there's so much time to talk about this, and I think your your co-host Chris is going to be on here in a couple weeks. So. Yeah, but he's he's not a nerd. He just pretends. 
He's going to make oh, basketball references so the whole time. Fun. It's going to be. Oh, awesome. That's great. We're going to have a good time then because <laughs> I love sports. He compared <laughs> he compared a, a, a Ninja Turtles movie we watched recently to Oldsmobile in 2008. That's Chris. There's a yeah, there's a <laughs> this is going to be fun. There's a preview. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay, well let's let's go on to uh, Justin's one chimer, which just so happens to be. You're right about one thing, Captain. We are no Jedi. Oh, oh, oh I love that. Like Beautiful. when I first heard it, it was so powerful, and then I immediately thought, like Dark Jedi Thrawn series. Yes, they're calling it back. And then, <laughs> like you see the orange lightsaber, and then just the dialogue behind it was, uh, you know, he had the sense that he lost hope in the the Jedi Order after uh, Order sixty six, and then he just did his own thing and found the dark side and uses it to his benefit. Like I never got a, a Sith vibe from them. I got just their opportunist. Yes, and I think that's probably. Um, alluded to uh, with their lightsabers. But anyway. I will admit, I just thought they were red lightsabers that looked different on my TV. I didn't even think they were orange <laughs> until like rewatching that scene now. I'm like, oh yeah, that's orange. But I didn't even didn't even occur to me. I was like, yeah, they have red lightsabers. So mm. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, it It's subtle enough that I, I didn't even notice. That's awesome. This has been a really fun episode. Uh, we're going to go through my one chimer segment real quick and thank you guys again for picking these and uh and sending me timestamps and and participating in the podcast with me here we go perhaps we should perform this operation somewhere else i say go for it because you're a hologram (laughs) (laughs) i'm all about that comic relief and that is one of the most comedic um, parts of of these episodes, and I I loved oh, yeah. his delivery because you're a hologram, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> you're not even. You're not here. here. You don't get a vote. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? It, but, yeah. Not knowing, like barely remembering, like kind of him, and not even realizing it was David Tennant until a day later. <laughs> awesome character. I kind of wish I'd picked him as part as my as my uh, new character, my Boba's bounty. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he is wonderful. I'm excited to see more of him. I hope. Jeez. Man. Hopefully a lot. If they more, kill yeah. any of these droids, I swear to God. <laughs> they but love killing droids. You didn't, you didn't seem to mind the droid killing so much in Mando season three. Mm. Not all droids are created equal. We know this, Phil. That was Which one am android, I talking about? Android. Which android. one am I talking about? Are we talking about the spider, the spider. droid? Oh yeah, fuck that droid. That droid. Fuck that I think it was rude. Anyway, or any of the ones that Captain Bombardier sent him after, or oh yeah, great choice, Josh. And are just out kicking battle droids. All right, fine. Okay, so I just I <laughs> I don't like the evil ones. God, yeah. Those oh, are but the new dogs. Josh is on the side of the good, and it's kind of messed up that you're making fun of him for it. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I, uh, thanks, man. I, yeah. You're welcome. And I, uh, I have, I, I have a bit. Uh-oh. So on on our podcast, shameless plug, we have an idiot of the movie or idiot of the show, 
where we point out somebody who is a, a character who is especially stupid. Sometimes it's the director, but usually it's a character. Uh, I did mention the B movies earlier, so I, we you don't you don't have to come up with one, but I came up with one because it's my instinct as I'm watching something. Yeah, and I want to point out Morgan. Yeah, as the idiot of the show, because there's no way the Dark Jedi don't murk her as soon as she's no longer useful. And I think she thinks that she can handle them. She cannot handle them. Like the witch, like she'll put up a fight maybe, but I, I, I would also be cool with a, a lightsaber being ignited and then her son like off screen and then her suddenly dying. And that would be like, yeah, you did what right. you did. You made your bed and you lay on it. A hundred percent. I would agree I, with that. I know yeah. Chris wouldn't agree with me. Chris would say that that was the captain at the very beginning for letting the dark Jedi on his ship. He was also <laughs> a pretty big idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But Morgan is bluff. definitely <laughs> like she's cruising to get murked real hard. Um, yeah. Idiot it. of the show. You heard it here first, I guess. Hey, maybe we'll, I don't know, steal that or something. You no, st- no, we have too many you know segments what? already. You have so <laughs> many bits. We only have the one because we got rid of the second one because it was too much. Because we used to we yeah. used to pick out which well, actor should be replaced by Kelsey Grammer. Oh my god! And obviously, that's like that's obviously the the master dark Jedi. But that's not the point. We're not doing that bit right now. That's not the point. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and normally we'll only do two segments, um, oh. but we choose two of the three. Oh well, I'm glad I was so here for all three. We keep it a bit I of a surprise, it. but yeah, but we for the first and last episode we usually do all three. So that's kind of awesome. been the trend the last few seasons. So we are gonna go on to the final, 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 final. Game. The Tuscan Raider, where we rate each episode out of ten. Uh, this time we're gonna rate it out of ten. Loth cats. Um, so okay. I think I think we'll just rate episodes one and two as one giant episode. Because um, it was an hour and a half long, an hour and 40 minutes. It was about a movie length. So um, let's start with Anthony. What's your rating oh, for shoot. this episode? 7 out of 10. Do I have to All back right. it up? Do I have to defend no, myself? No, if you don't, don't want to nope. back it up, don't, you it, don't need to. It, I, think that the, I think that the introduction to the Rebels characters could have been a little bit better. I think that we've already talked about some of the production value issues. I think that if Rosario, Rosario Dawson could run without having to keep her head straight, that I would believe in the costuming. <laughs> and but I didn't even ever notice that. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm very sorry for pointing out if you didn't notice it. Like her head stays straight while she's running because those head tails are going to fall off. Um, however, Christian Bale. Christian Bale couldn't turn his head in the Batman. Begins, yeah, but so. you know, but Keaton exists it, regardless. Um, <laughs> however, it's seven out of 10. It, it could easily move up to an eight or nine, depending on the payoff. Like it's hard, right? You start off, you have all of these promises. And if the payoff is great, that moves it up. If the payoff is bad, it's going to move down. Um, yeah. I don't disagree with the internet. I think IMDb has it like in the eights right now. That's about right. You know, but for me personally, Seven out of ten. We'll see how the next couple of Tuesdays go. Phil, what about you? Eight out of ten. Um, I think we get nice nods to the uh, OG Rebels. I think we get uh, a pretty solid uh, kind of setup, but it, it it is a little lacking for people who are coming in only having seen the live action stuff. Yes, mm. um, good action, good effects great cast 
Uh, I absolutely adore Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, I think she's doing a phenomenal job as Hera in live action. Um, I I really, really like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Uh, I think it's heading in good directions, and I hope that the uh, issues with uh, the uh, writers get that the writers guild have with the uh, associations are sorted out uh, and rapidly resolved because I want to see these actors and the writers and everybody behind the production of the shows getting the pay that they deserve. Bravo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Justin, what's your rating for this week? Um, I'm along with Phil eight out of 10. It, it to me, it was a, a good mixture of nostalgia, just like uh, Rebels, and uh, a good mixture of uh, different uh, shooting scenes. But um, it, it was it was a good it, good start to the show with uh, high promises. I, but I wouldn't say it's perfect. All right. Well, I'm also on that same train. I am on an eight out of ten. Um, and I think we're all pretty in agreement there. 8 out of 10 gives us a 77 out of 100 rating, um, which is pretty on par with most other, you know, podcasters and raters and all that stuff. So Sorry for bringing it, it down. No, no. I mean, it, it seems like it's all it's all pretty... You had such promise. <laughs> you all, were the chosen one. Idiot of the movie, God. Anthony. I apologize. But it does seem all unanimous. Like everyone's pretty much on board with this. Um, we'll see, you know, how how the series ends up going. Um, but I'm definitely excited for for Tuesdays now because it's not Wednesdays anymore. It's Tuesdays. So, Anthony, why don't you give us a little bit of an idea of where the listeners can find you and your podcast? The internet. <laughs> Uh, it is the sci-fi wise guys, and there's a dash in sci-fi because we're old school. I don't know who built the uh, the splash screen for this episode on the live stream. <laughs> My and bad. Left Phil. out the dash. I don't know who. I don't know who that was, Phil. I just don't know who. But they left out the dash. But as the sci-fi wise guys, uh, there's a dash, and then wise guys is two words. Um, no, we were found anywhere you your you can find podcasts. If we're not on your favorite podcatcher, let us know. Uh, we're on all the social medias, I, I guess. Uh, there's new <laughs> ones every day, so so hopefully that stays yes. true. At Sci-Fi Wise Guys, we watch and review basically anything science fiction or science fiction adjacent. We dip into fantasy and horror. Um, as long as it's mostly straight to stream, um, we'll uh, or B movie esque. We'll we'll check a look at it. This month we're actually. It is, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it's the 39 and a half month anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Everyone will be celebrating the 40th in like six months. We're early. Uh, so tomorrow we're going live with our review of the 1990 masterpiece, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, we've had a whole month of content Ooh. for Ninja Turtles this past month. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. Next month, who the heck knows? It'll be bad zombie movies from Australia again. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find us. They just keep coming back. It's <laughs> it's they're down under. They keep, I don't know. I don't That's know, awesome. man. And of course, all of those <laughs> links and things will be in the show yes. notes. I'll make sure to have the dash in there. Um, <laughs> the, there's no dashes in the links. I'm sorry, Twitter didn't allow it, or X, or whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> An X, whatever. whatever. Um, but yes, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week's show. Of course, you can find Quest Me on all of your social media networks. Um, just search at Quest Me Podcast. 
um, on YouTube. If you want to subscribe to us there, you can find us live every Thursday. Just go to youtube.com slash at QuestMe with one E. Um, there is another page out there that has two E's that is not us. Um, I have done that so many it's times. It's a clone! <laughs> it is. It is. I should go message them and be like, did you, did you clone us? Like, are you a clone? Um, but yeah, and of course, like I said, you can find all of those links in the show notes. You can find the Bar Far Away recipe and uh, most other things on the socials. So I want to thank you again, Anthony, for coming and hanging yeah. out and chatting Star Wars for a movie's length of time. Yes, um, the most fun I've had in months. Hey, <laughs> that's awesome. And of course, Phil and Justin, thank you guys again for coming up. I will have links to all of Phil's things in the show notes. Um, Justin just kind of runs the Quest Me Instagram, so find him there. So for Quest Me, I have been your host. And I've been your co-host, Anthony. I'm Philip K at Flipwriter. Justin, JLU1742. And of course, my name is Josh. We will talk to you next week. May the Force be with you. <laughs>